Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. at CYXX, launching September 6th. Are you hungry? Yes. I said, are you hungry? You know it. Damn it, Mark. Can I do one paid advertisement without you interrupting me? Then for the hundreds of thousands listening around the world and the millions who won't give the big guy a chance. Let's get ready to eat it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fucking marks of all ages, Feed Me More Nutrition proudly brings to you Wake Up Unlimited Energy, Ice So Hungry Grass-Fed Prebiotic-Enhanced Whey Protein Isolate, The Big Guy All-Natural Testosterone Booster, and coming soon, Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burner. Premium, high-quality sports nutrition. Feed Me More Nutrition, available at FeedMeMore.com and now available on Amazon. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Get hungry. Feed Me More. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. In case you didn't understand my uh, buddy Mark for Life speech impediment, my name is Pat Buck, and we're back on another episode <laughs> of Conversation with the Big Guy, the return of Mark for Life. I'm happy he's oh, back. What a beautiful <laughs> week it's been outside of today's shit day, but it's Mark for Life is back. I, I Out of nowhere, too, by the way. Yeah, he's back. But uh, before we speak about that, I think you have a couple things you might want to mention. Absolutely. Stick to the format. Feed Me More Nutrition is now available on Amazon, guys. And as always, available on feedmemore.com and allpumpyouup.com. If you're in the Las Vegas area, if you're visiting from overseas and you're here in Sin City, swing by Spartan Nutrition in North Las Vegas off of Losey Road and pick up your Feed Me More Nutrition in there. All fan mail, P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Thank you guys very much for always keeping me busy with that. And we got Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy Ryback, available on Amazon in Kindle, paperback, 
and Audible form. So check that out, guys. It's gotten great reviews, and I can't thank you enough for that. We'd like to thank our buddy Nate at Takedown Piracy, which is an anti-piracy service who is protecting our podcast from being ripped off. And I know these guys have helped out a lot of people in the pro wrestling world. So if you're a podcaster or maybe you're with a wrestling promotion dealing with a piracy issue, do yourself a favor and hit up Nate at nateattakedownpiracy.com. They're super easy to work with and get you great results. Got a couple shows I'd like to get in also here. We got a German Hurricane Wrestling, GHW, Saturday, April 22nd at 7 p.m. Tickets available at ghwrestling.de, and that's going to be taking place at the SKV Hall. The following week, UCW Pro Wrestling, Saturday, April 29th, 7.30 p.m. at the Halifax Forum in Halifax, Nova Scotia. All right. And that's it for me. Big guy going international. As far as my end, WrestleProOnline.com. If you live in New York, New Jersey area, we're going to be at Starland Ballroom with Hall of Famer DDP. We'll be there with Moose, Michael Elgin. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Swarren Swaggles on the show. I always forget about him. Apologies. Oh, piece of shit. <laughs> May. Uh, oh, we'll get into that later. Oh, really? This is new stuff? Ugh. He's running his event next week. If you want to check out ACW in Oshkosh, uh, Wisconsin, I know he's running his big show, but uh, he needs a little help out there. I heard it was a really small show, but... (laughs) (laughs) Cheap insults. Also, May 20th, Rahway, New Jersey. Uh, We're having a show with Cody Rhodes, Cole Cabana, so much more. June 10th, uh, we just announced last week, Wade Barrett, old fake news Bennett will be in the house. We're going to uh, release more people, more names that are going to be on the show. Uh, coming up at WrestleProOnline.com and CreativeProWrestling.com. If you want to train to be a wrestler, we've had an influx of students lately, which is always a good problem to have. But uh, more so, we ran into an issue. I can talk about this later on the show. Uh, June 3rd, we will be in St. James for our Creative Pro Wrestling events. Uh, check us out at CreativeProWrestling.com. Dot com and I'll talk about uh, the little issue I had this week later on with that. But uh, oh, and a, a shout out to uh, Kevin Keenan who has on air with Keenan and Kyle uh, on Podomatic podcast that goes up every single week. Want to get that little plug in? There you go, Keenan. Uh, that's all I got. So good. Would you ever book Simon Gotch for one of your shows? Oh well, now that you put me on the spot, um, I think the the. The long answer would be no. <laughs> I, I, and here's here's why. You know, here's the thing. I yeah, think I'm interested. If someone, okay, dealing in the world, and, and a lot of a lot of people listening love hearing the independent wrestling stories. So, the only way you get independent wrestlers on a show is if I book them myself. Or a lot of times when I have big guests or if I have a big show, there's a lot of vendors out there that'll bring talent to a show and they'll pay them for an appearance and they sign autographs and they keep their money or it's a split yeah. or it's some sort of business relationship. You kind of double dip on that, right? Like you can kind of, or like there, you can kill two birds with one stone essentially. Like Absolutely. Because yeah. it's so hard to draw an independent wrestling these days that now it's almost like a lot of wrestlers take a booking and a half. Not everybody all the time, um, but for a lot of, I mean, most of your bookings have been with an autograph signing included. Yeah. So yep. does it make the rate a little bit higher? Yeah, it does. But at the same time, you can essentially, you make money off the gate and you can, you know. Um, the signing. The signing money, the pictures, the autographs, what we refer to as keeping their gimmicks. Uh, essentially, that's helping the promoter make 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 money for yeah. the show mm-hmm. by doing that. Yeah. Whereas if you just say, no, I just want to come in and do a wrestling match 
and I want the rate. Like that makes it much harder. They got to depend solely on the gate then to, yeah. to make their money. Yeah. And for independent wrestlers that don't have a lot of exposure, they can't really command a signing because they don't have the exposure. Um, yeah. It's nothing against them, but if you don't know who someone Absolutely is, not. you're not going to. You're you're probably not going to get your picture or autograph. But independent wrestlers, you know, they we sell merch, t-shirts, whatever you can. And I feel you, like girls can do better than guys though on that. Like if you're a smoking hot girl, like all the time, every guy there can go there and like pay to get their picture with you, then put that up on their Facebook profile. That sure, like. Hey, this is the girl I'm with. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent true. So you asked about Simon Gotch. Cause I think about this when someone, you know, is let go. Um, I go, could I use them for my events? Because right now the well is really running dry with WWE collecting wrestlers and keeping them in fucking purgatory, not doing a lot with them. So, or giving people a break or whatever they, you know, I'm not crapping on the company, but there's a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, big acts New talent out there to like keep bringing in. Yeah. So he's a new one. And I looked at it and I was like, I can't find a place. One, he's in a tag team. So that's a little difficult. Like if you're in a tag team, it's hard to just book that one guy. Uh, secondly, you know, I saw, you know, it's not, it's personal information, but not so much. People can find that out what his rate was. And that's if that's the rate he wants to charge, God bless him. Wait, what, what is wait, So this is my show. What is his rate? <laughs> okay. So uh, from, from what I I have I read, no clue about this. I, I would like to know. I, I received this from a few people, and it wasn't me inquiring, but it was a screenshot of, of roughly, I think it was around $1,500 for a single shot. Oh, okay. Um, right. But that's really tough. You know, it's, and also, I, I believe these people that are, that are leaving, um, that leave WWE and ask for their release now, that now WWE's being, I, I talked about this before with, with, with Swagger, that they're actually adding stipulations where they can't wrestle for a period of time. It used to be 90 days on TV, but now it's basically they're trying to control independent bookings to lower their value okay. even more. But he'd be a tough one to bring in because you got to like want it. It's just I don't I don't Can know he use the name too or no. No, you can't definitely can't use the name. So, you know, reputation Ugh. wise, you don't hear the greatest things. It's not like. I don't really know if he's good or bad in the ring, but that would just be a hard one. However, if someone wanted to bring him to their show and go, hey, I can bring him, just put him on the poster, I wouldn't be against that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, because that, that happens. You happened. use everybody, I feel like. I mean, at some point. At some point, sure, absolutely. You know, if it's, if it's hey, they can, because that what happens a lot too is, hey, I'm willing to bring this person to your show for free if I can have table space for free. And I go, yeah, sure. And it just, it adds to the lure of the card. Uh, but I don't think I could bring him in on my own. I just don't think that would work out very well. Does Does he have a name on the independents or no? I haven't seen anything. You know, I've I've I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's gotten that far. I, I haven't seen him any in any bookings really. So, you know, but um, it, it's it's a lot. You know, a lot of people say too. You know, I, I said the price, and I don't know if I want to keep that in there. I don't know if we should edit that out or not. I don't know if that's too personal. But the thing is. Ah, no, it's Simon Gotch. We're cool. Okay, fine. We're, we're okay. Yeah. So anyway, like, but here's the thing people don't think about. They think about that rate, and some people may go, holy shit, that's a lot of money. And some people may go, eh, okay, maybe not. It is a lot of money. But the thing is that even $500 on an independent show is a lot of money because if someone... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because if someone's $500, you're most likely paying for their flight, which add, you know wherever they're from, you're paying for their hotel. If they're on a West Coast guy, such as yourself, it's a night before and night of. Um, You don't, people don't foresee a lot of different 
you know, if someone's five hundred dollars, they really end up being sometimes a thousand to twelve hundred bucks. And then do the math. Do you know if twenty dollars a ticket? How many people do you need to get to justify that person? It's tough, yeah. dude. It's fucking tough promoting. But uh, um, oh, absolutely. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Simon Gotch and WrestlePro. We'll see. I'm sure he'll be there eventually. <laughs> Against you. Sharing a locker room with the big guy. <laughs> what, uh, how's, the, how's the infection? Yeah. Is your, leg, is your leg still attached? You seem to be... I can't tell if you're sitting in a wheelchair or if you're <laughs> in, the, in that sweet gaming chair that I got you for Christmas. Oh, I love this thing, man. The desk, the chair is a hell of a gift. I appreciate that. I just... I just noticed it when you guys were looking for your headphones. I was like, oh, that's the chair I got. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's break a fourth wall. So we like to kind of set up, put the old headphones on. And I was using my, uh, I talked about this on on a previous episode, the Beats headphones. They suck. Go get um, the ones I have now. Gosh, I forget the name. Oh, Bose Quiet Comfort. Those are the fucking best. So I was like, fuck it. I won't, I'm using crappy headphones, the regular iPhone headphones for the show because I can hear you better. I, I still use my, my beats we talked about before where they always got in like the bacteria on the material on the thing and like ate away at the thing. And they, they always break the, they, the actual plastic on the, the headpiece always broke on me. I went through like three or four pairs over the course of a couple of years. The tap out WWE WrestleMania pair from my last WrestleMania in Dallas was one of the gifts they gave us in the hotel room. Okay. These things have held strong now for I don't know how long. So, you know, even though I'm not there, I can't say, like, the tap-out headphones really? are fucking good. You use them to work out too, right? Or no? Everything. And, yeah, everything. I sleep with them with my meditation, and, like, huh. the the earpiece doesn't get, like, all... It's made, It's not... They don't feel like they're as high of quality as headphones as Beats. Okay. But they're... The sound and... They, they last, they're the Bluetooth, and they, they don't, I throw them in my bag, they don't break, and like they, I mean, I've been using them since I left, so. Huh. I don't know where you can get them, though. I, they're just, the, they, they were free headphones they gave us for WrestleMania in Dallas, so, and I, I they work great for me. What am I mentioning that whole tap-out thing? I think it's, uh, I have a lot of the clothing, the clothing's, uh, I get it from a, from a, from my from Hawkins, but uh, okay. So, uh, but I like this stuff. I feel really bad that I think they just made a horrible. Like people don't know that tap out. They got away from the MMA stuff that's like strictly fitness wear because confusing because it's tap out. You, you think tapping out like it's really hard to reestablish a brand once a brand has been established. And uh, I feel like this is just in the long line of things of WWE infants. Is it like XFL? Um, the, the, the bodybuilding <laughs> tout, um, tout and, and tap out like, in, I, go like pro. In three year, <laughs> I go pro three years from now. And, and he's worth, he's a, a billionaire, right? Like, so he's obviously successful and it's not a matter of that, but like, you know, not everything has gone smooth. No, the Vince Googling still is my, he, I saw one of the things from him saying like, Nobody has sent me a goddamn tout in three years or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's I was just I go through and just read them, even if they're the same ones. I don't care. It's so and if it's funny, like he'll tweet something and then retweet it three times just because yeah. he doesn't understand it. <laughs> 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 it's so good, so great. He always used to be on his phone in uh, in Gorilla while matches are going on. I'm, I always was like, what's he doing on his phone? Like. I, you just, it'd be so interested to like just grab it and like, 
and just see what the fuck Vince is looking at. <laughs> oh, know, but so uh, my infection. So basically, so, yeah. I went back the day after the podcast last week, went to the ER. It's going down. No surgeries needed. I have to be on antibiotics for a fucking month. Um, oh, which is make you feel like such shit too. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been get. I've been trying to over supplement myself with caffeine and vitamin C and just to keep going because three times a day too, clindamycin. Um, yeah, I've taken that one. It's uh, but the I could still feel a small mass, but I'm very grateful when they were just like, no, it's going down, and I have no pain. I work out great now. But uh, yeah, no amputations here. I'm 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 back. So thanks for everyone Wait. that looked in. So are you allowed to drink tonight or no? Uh, I'm, I might have a little bit of, I may have a lot of Tito's poured into my Schweppes raspberry lime sparkling seltzer water. I, I never heard that you can't drink on antibiotics. I mean, I usually on like pain pills and I'm sure it's not like, you know, they're not, they don't advise you to do it, but I, I've never heard about like that having a couple drinks on an antibiotic, especially I feel like at this stage of the game, you know? Yeah, I, I actually Googled that and I, I've read that some of them, the one I was taking said alcohol does not interfere, but I just want, I was so freaked out, man. I was like, I don't want these to, you know, I don't want to mess anything up. Like, I'm like, I need this because they were scaring me. They're like, if these don't work, you're going to be, you know, cut open. You talked about it last episode, the drink. Yeah, like, yeah. It was going to be bad. Oh, it's so, disgusting. Um, You'd be doing this podcast from your hospital bed. Yeah. And I'd be 20 pounds lighter missing a fucking half my leg. But uh, no, I'm good now and everything's fine. I, I, I probably overtrained this week, bumping around my guys like a fucking idiot. And, uh, but no, it's, uh, everything's good, man. How's your week going? Good. Oh, going good. A lot going on. You know, speaking of wrestling, who I was going to say, I've been rest- watching a lot of Jeff Cobb matches lately. Oh, no kidding. He's, uh, he's good, man. He's a former like, Olympian, and there's Olympian, been, right? Yeah, he's a hell of an. He would, you know, he was on the show with us on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I, I met him. He came over and said hello. The one, the the Russell Pro at uh, WrestleCon. Yeah, um, I was just I, like, I'm, I'm gonna have to add him to the list. He's uh, he, but he's how old is he now? He's he started late, so he's around. I think he's like he might be 34, 35 right now. I wonder if he's had any interest from WWE. He's like, he signed to Lucha, so he's under one of those seven-year... Oh, is he? Oh, really? If you see one of those bigger guys that fuse with Cage, he wears, like, the big mask. I don't know the names of the characters, because I haven't... I'm not that into it, but, like, uh, I've seen their I'll matches. I'll go look. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh... You would think so, but he's well. He's one of the, he's probably the new independent heavyweight darling, and I'm... I'm yeah. I, I'll book that match eventually, because uh, he was a really good dude, and... Uh, he did a good match with can Fala. You, can we do an 18 foot ring for that? <laughs> Look, dude, <laughs> the 16 feet rings just. We can get an 18. I had to wrestle. I had to wrestle in a 16 foot this past weekend. We can do 18 oh. foot ring, but there better be a an 18 foot ring truck outside with the Feed Me More logo on it that's paying for it. <laughs> so. And a and a lower rate for the show. <laughs> <laughs> The, I just do the show for free, the show, and have a huge Feed Me More Nutrition sponsor. <laughs> I end up paying you like five grand to do the show. Trade, trade the appearance fee to make the ring your colors and the logo, and that'd be cool. As, as long as I'm up, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Opponent and outcome to be approved. To be determined. The, uh, no, I had a great, uh, last week was busy. Had a few, uh, had uh, an appearance in Wheeling, West Virginia 
at the Wheeling Island Casino. We had a nice little turnout for that, um, for a signing. It was kind of just a free deal for the casino. Um, it was all kind of last minute, but it not, was... Not to cut hey, you off, I think you're being incredibly humble with the turn. You told me how many people were at the signing, or and I was, I almost fucking... One, I wanted no, to quit. That, w- that was the following night. Oh, the, the, okay. The first night Sorry. was Wheeling Island. That was in Meadsville, Meadville, Pennsylvania. And... But the following, we had a great turnout for the Wheeling Island Casino show. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a smaller show compared to the, the following night. And that following night was in Meadville, Pennsylvania. And the Hardy Boys actually were there mm-hmm. with Ricky Steamboat and uh, Ken Anderson yeah. uh, and, my, and myself. And, man, it, the signing was almost four and a half hours long. Jeez. Um, it was like four hours and 20 minutes from start to finish. The Hardys probably went like 440. Uh, it was... It, it was something else, and uh, I was. We got to do the main event of that one, and uh, wrestled Team Storm, and those guys were all a lot of fun to wrestle. And uh, we actually, I posted it. We did a triple German suplex. Uh, you want to explain which, explain that spot? It, essentially, it was after a comeback, um, where where one of the the bad guys came in the ring and. Uh, <laughs> duck under and he's only bad because he's facing the big guy Mm -hmm. and hooked him for the German and in which he tried to fight out of it and he grabbed one of his other his partners in which I pulled that guy into the ring with him and they conveniently hooked into the German suplex spot naturally as that guy was frantically searching for the third teammate to grab a hold of to try to pull to get away from me which I yanked all of them into me with my power from a psychological standpoint <laughs> into the perfect situation where I go, holy shit, I got not only one guy in a triple in a German suplex, I have three human beings in a German suplex spot. And if I explode back at this very minute without them knowing, they're going to actually hold on out of fear of hurting themselves to the other guy. And all of us went over at once because of my superhuman strength. Super realistic. Very, very realistic. <laughs> it's it's pro wrestling. It, it's it's it, good. That no, was awesome. I thought it was. I, I actually never saw that before. To be honest with you, I'm sure Cesaro will do like five guys on TV <laughs> now just to show me that he can do more. Um, in which then I'll try to do like five with the wrong five guys. <laughs> just not three. I honestly think three might be the limit. I don't know if four can be done. Mm-hmm. I it took like and those guys are incredible and uh, they're every bit as responsible for that as me. Um, but it was like. Holy shit. I, I had to like sit back and like, cause you could feel all the weight at one point, but then you obviously got guys with the, the jumping factor and whatnot and whole, oh, but the crowd was great for that match. And, uh, it was a lot of fun and it just shows, I put it on my Instagram. Um, you could see independent wrestling could draw a lot of people. Sure can. It's sure can. 2,500 people or 20, something like that. And it sold out high school gymnasium. Uh, it had more people than than some WWE shows I've done. Yeah, so I was, it was uh, I was just thinking about that. Not to cut you off, because when I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit, that's a nice crowd." But if the, if there was just one decent independent company in every state, just fifty fucking states, even fucking Montana or Alaska, I would love. To, I would love to. Mark for life actually just got back from Montana in one of the Snapchats. <laughs> uh, I would love to wrestle. Montana has a show coming up, actually. Yeah, uh, I know Big Time Wrestling runs there. My buddy John Walters, I believe he's wrestled in Montana before, but not, I don't know. Did WWE not go there? No, every once in a blue moon, they'll swing by there. Okay. But not not nearly as often as the demand. Montana is, is foaming at the mouth for pro wrestling. 
So, uh, but what I was going to say is if there was just one great independent company per state, then the independents would be like, that could draw that well, that can filter in guys and take one booking a week. Not that it'd be a territory thing, but it'd just be a nice thing to have. If, you, if there was just a places like that, but there, there really isn't, it's few and far between. There's, there's not that many good human beings out there. Like <laughs> the promoters <laughs> fucking do that. Oh boy. Most yeah. promoters are. Yeah. You know, it's true. You know, Oh, I know. So but, uh, no, it was a fun week. And then I uh, capped it all off wrestling Congo Kong, um, the third night. And uh, actually, Drew Skills came out and uh, made it a three-way and uh, pinned Kong for his title and, uh, you know, left the crowd mild. <laughs> and uh, I, I shook hands and, and went home, so. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, doesn't really sound like a that fun of a fun of an evening. It, no, it was a uh, people were great there. It, it just uh was kind of a uh... There's a little bit of riffraff beforehand. I don't know if we want to delve into that in a in a positive light, but I mean, I don't really know how to go into it without it. You know, I I, I told them what I thought in a very nice way because the the guy was not honest about a couple things and well, said a few things that weren't true. So I can put it on me actually because basically, and I've gone back to this a lot to you know being your quote whatever agent or manager for the wrestling stuff. Um, I filled I filled the schedule upon. Uh, when we're ready to start filling the schedule with reputable people that I knew that drew, you know, big crowds or that promoters I could vouch for. And I, I knew, yeah. I knew this guy, you know, running in, in uh, you know, Fort Wayne. Um, and I'll say it cause people will figure it out, but, or I'll leave his name off it, but he runs that promotion. And, yeah. um, and I knew he had a lot of guys. I knew he had talent. So, and people have vouched for him before. So I'm okay. It's, and no, he's not, it doesn't seem like a bad guy. I've talked to him before yeah. the first time go around and, it's probably too nice, which was part of the problem. So, and there's a lot of you know, it happens a lot in wrestling. I can't, especially with the promoter stuff, where people go, "That person's just a total piece of shit." And then I'll I'll talk to them, and be like, "Okay, they're not that bad." And then there's times where I think, I don't think highly of someone, but yeah, I'm sure it happens with everybody. I'm sure it happens with with me too. So, uh, but he was very eager to have you, and and he's like, "I want to make him champion." Now at that time, I was like, "Okay, yeah, totally cool, fine." Um, and he's like, "Can I book him for a return date?" Absolutely, that's cool. And that they were six months apart. I think they only were he only runs twice a year, so keep that in mind. So now we're approaching that second booking because I mean I don't know how long. What, what were we on? Eight months? Six, 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 seven months? Six, seven months? Yeah, probably between six months. Say. So now you're the second time there, and cre- creatively, you know, they had something kind of different in mind where it, it basically didn't want to. Saying Which that, was fine, by the way. It was just that he then communicated that that I had told him something that I never talked to him about. Yeah, which he was lying, which was my whole issue. It was like, wait, that conversation never happened. So, well, basically, what a lot of people like to do is they like to kind of they think that I'm creating, you know, just being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole, and it's not the case. I'm like, look, like this is the way it kind of has to, you know, this is the way it is, and this is what we talked about and didn't talk about, and this can happen and this can't happen, and. 
Very in, in other, I'm very selective of the guys that one who I'm going to wrestle against. Like I want to know my opponent and who they're going to be, and I'm I'm honestly in all this part of this whole thing is is with everything that I got going on and protecting my brand mm-hmm. that that I'm very selective on the guys that if we are going to put somebody over that it's done in the right way or that and it's communicated, you know, Matt Hardy, we did that at the, what show was that? That was WrestleCade. Uh, yeah. WrestleCade. And, and like no problem whatsoever because mm-hmm. I know Matt Hardy, we know what he's doing and like, and there's not a problem there, but like other things too. Another thing is you don't know how other guys, other guys don't protect themselves. And no, this is, this is an art. A lot of guys have lost Sure, that like that, so say we go ahead and, you know what, that's cool. Yeah, we'll go do it. I now downgrade myself in that promotion slightly. And then that guy who's, I can't protect that guy in his future bookings. Mm-hmm. And he, and these guys go and like, they don't care. They'll just go do anything, some of these guys. So like, that's part of my thing is, is just being selective and, and it needs to be communicated up front. And he just handled it completely the wrong way saying, that that I had had this discussion with him and, and told him stuff that we never even talked about. Even before that, though, it was more so unsaid where it was like, well, since you're champion, you're coming back, you have to lose it. So yeah. to which I said, yeah, that's true, but there's creative ways to get there. Now, as a promoter, too, I, I, fans... Which, absolutely, yeah, you discussed that with him, too. I remember then it got even more difficult. Yeah, okay, here's the thing. As a promoter, you got to realize, too, and, and fans, I don't think understand this and uh, or... Or people may have gripes with this, but you really have to put yourself into. I talked about this uh, one time on, a, on on San Roberts podcast. One time I had AJ Styles versus Rob Van Dam. Um, yeah. Now beforehand, too, they both had agents. They both had, both had representations. Um, AJ AJ's agent uh, basically he, at the time he was, I believe he was IWGP champion. I believe he was, or he was about about to wrestle for it in New Japan. Okay. This was also a time between Van Dam was in between going back to WWE and he was still involved and still cared and was about to go back again. So now here's the thing. I booked AJ first and we made the agreement that, you know, no matter what, what it was, his he would be taken care of and he would not be put in a situation where he had to put anyone over. Uh, same thing with uh, then Rob came along and Rob's agent told us the same thing to which we I at the time agreed to. Um, and I figured that, you know what, this is the first time I ever had this kind of, uh, issue go down, but I figured actually they would, um, the day of the event that one of them would be like, ah, it's okay. We'll figure it out. And it wasn't that. And they were very professional and very polite and very, uh, but I realized that I have to make a decision now and it's lose, lose. And because I didn't make the right decision, I didn't, I didn't get pissed about it. I didn't get upset. They both asked me, who would you, who they legit came to me, who do you want to go up? And I said, I'm not going to tell you guys that out of respect for you guys. But here's the thing. I probably would have AJ back first because he was more cost effective at that time period. This is before WWE. Um, They both said, okay. Um, And then I could realize that it wasn't going anywhere. So I made the decision to have some sort of creative DQ finish with Bullet Club at the ends, fighting with ECW guys. And I had to to make the most of a bad situation. But I learned from that that like guys who such as yourself, such as the position they were in, they're not doing it. Some guys are doing it for the appropriate reasons. And then other guys are doing it for the complete wrong reasons. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. Did I ever tell you about demolition versus, uh, versus, uh, the powers of pain? No, I, <laughs> I would love to hear it though. Okay. 
So on one of my shows, I've gotten away from this for a company that I used to run. It wasn't WrestlePro. It was my pre-existing company that I don't really talk about anymore. Um, Pro Wrestling Syndicate? Uh, you said it, not me. So okay, at that point, uh, one of the matches we had, because look, there, I know people go, why would you book that? They're nostalgia. You, you can have a mix of everything. It, it's, it's Just to hear the theme music. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> So, and also this goes hand in hand with what I said before about vendors bringing in people because, hey, I have demolition in town. Okay, cool. Hey, I have them in town. Hey, why don't you guys wrestle each other? Because here's the thing too. I know them both fairly well. Warlord more than Barbarian and probably uh, Smash more than Axe, but they don't put people up. Even despite being whatever, they still... Warlord is, is like, is legit still a monster too, right? He's, did you ever see the fucking, there's a... There's a match of me, me and him, and he beats the shit out of us. We fight back a lot, but he's he's a big guy, man. Yeah, he's uh How tall is the warlord? I want to six five, six six. No, I would. I, you know what? Six four. I would say six four range. I, yeah. I would give him six four, but uh, that's a big guy. Loves his amino acids, and uh, he uh, he was very cranky <laughs> when he came here, and he's like, oh, I need food," and I'm like, "Do you want something from concessions?" No, I can't eat any of that shit. Does he get like a rental car when he comes in or do you have someone pick him up? You're the only self-sufficient guy in wrestling, man. Everybody gets picked up. I think you know, like, you don't understand when I tell promoters, like, look, he'll get himself there. Like, what? Or like, you know, every now and then someone will have a friend in town. Like, hey, like, I have a buddy who picked me up. But like, not many people are willing to like, he's going to get his own car and take care of himself and he's going to get to the building. I would rather pay because I could get all my work done and then I don't have to just answer a bunch of questions from somebody <laughs> and, and rely because it's just going to turn into a hundred questions when I need to be on my phone doing something or talking to somebody. And yeah. And then like, I don't feel like calling, Hey Eddie, can you come get me to come take me to Applebee's? I'm yeah. really hungry. Like, God damn, I'd rather pay a couple hundred bucks for a car and have freedom. There's been shows where I've had, you know, uh, I'd say fucking anywhere between 10 to 20 past recognizable names in wrestling and i feel like i'm a babysitter for 10 to 20 recognizable names because it's pick this person up hey i'm hungry can someone take me here can someone take me to the gym um could someone take me here so i can go get uh eight by tens made i forgot this dude it's crazy people don't think about this shit so i'll yeah. back to the guys if, if you're out there listening and you want a self-sufficient superstar who you know can draw up to you know two thousand three thousand people and doesn't need a rental car Book the big guy at yahoo.com. The schedule's filling up fast. I think we're filled to uh to September right Through now. The summer. Yeah. And then, uh, this is uh we're good. Yeah. So <laughs> Barbar uh World Powers of Pain versus Demolition. Fuck, this is so awesome. So they're opening match. This. Opening match. So I write on their thing eight minutes, because they both also, mind you, when they work for me. They have like another show in the area. I think they might have had two shows that night. Double dipping. Double, sometimes triple. Oh yeah, sure. Whoa. Oh, that's they're definitely old school. So yeah. So they're in the area. Fucking get up any booking you can. Which you would think that they would be like, okay, cool. We've wrestled each other a million times, no problem. So now I talk to them real quick and they're like, they didn't really ask what's going on, but I'm like, hey guys, you know, I know you gotta get out of here quickly. Here's uh, you know, if you don't mind, like six to eight minutes. Uh, if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't mind, you know, doing the honors, powers of pain, that'd be, that'd be great. You know, whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all agree. I walk away. I'm watching the match. It's happening. We're about 
six, seven, eight minutes in. So time is correctly. Um, all of a sudden, they start brawling in the corner, hitting each other. Then they flip it around. So Warlord's beating up Axe. Axe flips it around. He's beating up uh, Warlord now. Other guy comes in. They start beating up... Uh, so Barbarian starts getting his ass kicked by, by Smash. Okay. They start brawling, and then they just push the referee. The referee gets back up. Then they punch the referee. Then Warlord grabs a chair and just hits the other one in the back with a chair. They wouldn't put each other over. They fucking... Oh, man. They, they decided to do, let's just do a DQ finish instead of... And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, this is... It's fucking 2015, 2014 at the time, and you guys won't put each other up? I'm yeah. like... Oh. They're not going back or anything. They're not going to TV or anything uh, at that point. I, was, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, come on, guys. And the crowd is so fucking confused. They're just like, oh, okay. And it was just one of those things. I was actually kind of like laughing to myself about it. I'm like, of course it's It's actually happened. really funny, yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> that they wouldn't lose to each other. Um, but yeah. At least powerbomb the ref. Fuck. So that's that's what I mean by right reasons, wrong reasons. and, and yeah. um, No, it, it was... Uh, and, I, and I talked with him afterwards, and I just... And he had his family in the in the office, and it wasn't any. It was never heated or anything of that that nature. But I just, I I just said, be a good person. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. That's what my biggest. And he, I, it bothered me. I, I wasn't lying. Yes, you did. I got the message. You sent it directly to me. Like you were lying. Just don't do that. And uh, and to clarify and that, it, basically, he went to you saying, or he told me that you were cool with it. And he talked to you, and then. Uh, he messaged you saying like, "Hey, uh, Pat says Not, this." Yeah, and it's one of those things that people have tried to drive a wedge in between two or three times, and it doesn't really get very they, far. They don't realize we're best friends and we do a podcast together and talk every day. Um, that that I was with you when the message came through, <laughs> and and I go look at this. What the fuck? And uh, it, it's just don't do that, you know? Yeah. Let, let's, but uh, it all worked out, I think, for the show. It was a good time. And uh, I almost had to drive in. The flight was canceled. We dr- I drove in that day and uh, got there. I was an hour late to the signing because uh, the drive was five and a half hours or so, five hours? Sure. From, um, from uh, Meadville, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area. So, um, But we got in. The fans were great. We got everyone done in the meet and greet. And, uh, and we did business and, and everything was good. So good weekend of wrestling. I got the, this weekend off from shows, uh, real quick to cut you off. I did get messages from both promoters, not to fucking brag, but they were very, very happy and they thank you immensely. I haven't told you that yet. So, oh no, thank you. No, that's uh, it's always nice when they message back afterwards. And I've always said it's the, the meet and greets are the very, that it's very important to do good business on that and just treat people like people mm-hmm. and uh and it, it's always i i thoroughly enjoy meeting good fans um because at the coming of the event it's always great fans that come out so um i can't thank everyone enough for being supportive of everything going on but uh i got the the stem cell therapy is tomorrow actually from the time that this airs okay and uh on tuesday morning and i um I cannot wait. I got to get this shoulder fixed. It is it is bad, and uh, I got the MRI results back, and I have tears everywhere. My my bicep tendon, my rotator cuff, my labrum, my rear my rear uh, shoulder, and and then the uh, the shoulder joint is a uh, it it 
in advanced stages of degeneration. So what does that and, mean? Like uh, you have a t- is that like a like like not full tears, but I have partial tears. I guess I don't know. They have like the millimeter length on the report. Okay, but so supposedly. If the tears were, were big enough, I would require surgery first and then do the stem cell therapy. The tears have not reached a length yet where the stem cell therapy can heal them on their own. Huh. So I, I, the, in the doctor's words, I, I am the perfect candidate right now with my shoulder condition to, to get a full repair from the stem th- cell therapy. So I didn't realize this. I got to go in on Tuesday. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I got to get put under. Really? This, and they, they take fat cells. And I go, good luck finding fat cells, doctor. <laughs> and, and then he grabbed my love handles and made me feel like a real piece of shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, seriously. And anyway, he's, uh, they got to take my fat cells. And then um, by taking PRP, fat cells, how does that work? Like, like they, did they draw back <clears throat> from like a syringe or they cut like a little scalpel? Like, how do you do that? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how they do it. I would imagine it's probably similar to like a liposuction type thing where they're able to take a little bit of fat, Mm -hmm. um, which I will have it taken from the love handles. Uh, (laughs) Take a little more, Doc. (laughs) Yeah, Doc, look, while we're at it, if you don't mind just going ahead and give a full fucking treatment, um, I'll get that. And then they will, uh, they take my blood, they spin it, they separate it. And then what they do is they go in and he knows the exact positions in my shoulder where the tears are and inside the shoulder joint itself and injects the cells in the in the blood mm-hmm. and uh, the healing factors and everything that I need. Um, and that's the first surgery, or not surgery, the first treatment. And then I go back two weeks later, I get put under again. This time they have a, like, I don't know how, supposedly it's not bad, but they take, they have to take bone marrow from me, from my bone, which Whoa. I would imagine, is, like, I don't know where they do that at, but and I know it's like some sort of laser type, like, precision thing where they watch on a monitor and they take my bone marrow and then they spin that. And then this is where the healing really begins. And they said from week three to week eight, I will, I will probably be a hundred percent. Jesus Christ. That's amazing. How long, I, I how long is this procedure? I, what they said, like how long? I don't, I don't know. They didn't give me any of the information. I was like, I'll get in there early Tuesday and I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. But like the doctor told me before, he goes, you have no downtime. Mm-hmm. It's not like surgery. But I was like, should I be wrestling right after this? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I'll find out. Um, because the last thing, because this is costing me thousands of dollars sure. on top of my insurance. So like the last thing I want to do is just go spend a lot of money. And, and then, you know, a month from now, like nothing happened. Yeah. So um, it, it's, I, I can't wait because it's, it's, I will, I will be better than ever after this. And my back is feeling great again. And. So it will, it will be nice because my weight training, I have like this whole week, I'm just lifting light and like just doing like three to four, five second holds. And mm-hmm. like, I'm miserable. Like, I'm just like, I'm not doing burpees all week because I don't want to like, I know my shoulder, what's wrong with it now. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to make it any worse because gotcha. I've had this for years. So I can't wait to get that done. Mm. But, but yeah, that's about, I mean, it on that end. 
I, I filled out my application for the uh, San Jose Fit Expo in uh, July, July 29th and 30th, and I'll be doing that. So very cool. It's uh, yeah, I can't wait. All more information's coming out on that, and it's uh, I got to get all the like, getting all the stuff for that. Man, it, that's a job in itself. Doing these like Fit Expos, and like I got to have. I'm going to make the drive for that, which is about eight hours from Vegas. But like, I got to load up the truck or get, uh, uh, something to, to hitch to the truck, a trailer and, uh, load up all the supplements and the skirts for the tables and the pop-ups. And, and I got to have, a, I'm going to have to hire, um, staff for that Yeah, and have, um, Priscilla's offered to help out. And and has a couple friends. Oh, there you so go. So that would, uh, yeah, yeah, that that would help out tremendously. So nice. All what right. else is going on with you this week? Uh, I've been prepping for uh, this episode. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with this coming up on a you know post break maybe when we uh when we make this a legal proceeding and we have uh we have our little court segment. That's been uh I can't wait for that. I think that'll be the highlight of this show. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. We'll take a break right here. And uh, when we come back, we'll get to some tips and I'll get my tips of the week out of the way. And uh, we'll get into we'll get into some wrestling news, maybe what the, this week in wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and stay tuned for the big guys court. Right. We'll be right back, guys. Hey, guys, I discovered something really big. The best new way to buy business travel. It's called Upside.com. And I'm telling you, if you're not a business traveler and you know someone who is, you have to tell them about Upside. Here's why I love it. Every time you buy a trip at Upside, you save a ton of money and they give you an Amazon gift card worth $100, $200, even $300 every time. The way they do it is really clever. They bundle your flights and your hotel together for one low price. Bundled pricing saves money, especially on business travel, so Upside gives you free Amazon gift cards for it. If you're a frequent business traveler, your company saves a ton of money and you get thousands a year for buying your air and hotel together at Upside. Plus, you still get all your miles. You'd be crazy not to check out Upside.com. If you're shopping for business travel, it takes three minutes to see how much you can save by buying flights and hotel for one low price. I can't believe it's taken someone so long to do this. And check out what I've arranged to you. Use BizTrip, code Biz, B-I-Z-T-R-I-P, and you're guaranteed to get at least $200 Amazon gift card for your first trip. BizTrip gets you at least a $200 Amazon gift card for free. How can you not do it? It's a no-brainer. Save big on travel and get a big gift card every trip. I love Upside.com. Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. Enjoy the show. And we're back. All right, guys. As always, I like to go ahead and uh, do the tips of the week to try to offer some advice for, um, from things on my end and my perspective that have helped me over the years. And because uh, we're more than just a wrestling podcast, even though we are a wrestling podcast. And uh, nutrition tip of the week Be cautious of salad dressings and sauces on chicken sandwiches and burgers. Things like mayo, ketchup, fancy sauces, and etc. Those things all have hidden calories, guys. And like regular dressings like ranch, honey mustard, all these things, blue cheese, they are loaded with fat. So unless you're doing like, for example, if you're on the keto diet, no carbs, the ranch, the blue cheese, like that, things like that are actually ideal for you rather than like the lower fat, lower uh, calorie sa- uh, salad dressings typically have more cal- uh, more carbohydrates. The, the things like blue cheese and ranch are higher fats, low carbs. 
The workout tip of the week. A great upper body stretch is to hang from a pull-up bar for 10 to 15 seconds for three to four sets. It's it, There's probably nothing better for loosening up your upper body. Everything from, honestly, your wrists, your hands, all the way into your lats, your shoulders, and your mid-low back. Just hanging from a pull-up bar, it tractions your back, and it just you just you can wiggle around up there. If you can't hold yourself up for very long, take your weight on your toes and just kind of balance your weight that way and just stretch your arms out. It really, really is a great way to loosen up the upper body. Hmm. Book of the Week, Six Months to Six Figures by Peter J. Vogt, V-O-O-G-D. And that's the book of the week this week. And uh, the quote of the week, you can't make diamonds without pressure. And that is from uh, Grant Cardone's 10X quotes. I really like that one. And uh, nothing comes easy in life. Um, But you just, balls to the wall, positive attitude, go all out. And uh, nothing comes easy. And that's it for the tips of the week this week. All right. There you go. I like the stretching one. I remember that. uh, Reminds me of the old inversion table in Tampa. It's another uh, way, another form of honestly doing inversion a little bit too for your back. You'll know, I, like I, I'll do it and I'll breathe in deep and let my air out. My back will pop all the way down. Huh. Uh, it, it's great, but it, honestly, it's even better for your back and shoulders. It really, even with my shoulder the way it is, I'll get up there and just hang. And uh, it really, really, it helps a lot. I just remember multiple times coming home in Tampa where you'd be stuck upside down on the inversion table, just yelling for help. A lot of the guys thought that it was like a sex contraption. <laughs> I, I'll never forget Heath Slater uh, and his uh, now wife, Stephanie, mm-hmm. who lived above us, which, by the way, uh, Dakota Darso lived with Heath for a while up there, um, who is the, the son of Smash from Demolition. Yeah. And I wanted to say this when you were telling that story about them. I'll never forget we like, I think you had an encounter with them outside too, didn't you? Or no? Yeah. I, I believe so. I remember just coming outside the apartment and he was out there just smoking a cigarette and uh, smash. And I just thought that yeah. was really funny. And, oh, sure. Uh, like, hey, Mr. Darso. Hey. And that was it. But uh, the, uh, yeah, it's everyone always thought that was like some sort of sex machine, which I guess <laughs> it could be if you really sure. wanted it to be, but mostly for the back. All right. So what do we want? Oh, we have reviews that we have not gotten to. I almost forgot about completely. Apologize for that. A lot of good ones came in. Really? Uh, well, you know what? A lot of them came in and they didn't really write a review, but they, they left the old five star mark. So we uh, we greatly appreciate that. Thank you, guys. We're, we're so, approaching. Uh, we're about to hit. I think we've had good, really good numbers this week. We're about to hit one million uh, listens since yeah. the uh, beginning of this podcast. So that's... Uh, we are we are well on track here uh, of our goals. Yeah, you know we we're having fun with this, and it's turning into a little. Uh, you know, we're we're just going to keep doing it and see where where it gets us. Great promotional tool. You know, it's not the most listened to thing in the world, but it's not. It's certainly a success. So I, I didn't think it would be this good. I'm I think happy. it's. Uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of the, I think we we are our listens are going up every week and every week. Yes, I I, I would. We are approaching the hundred thousand mark, hopefully very soon, and the million uh, mark. No, but no, I'm saying per week, weekly. Oh, listens. per week, yeah, 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 sure. And, uh, and it takes time with these things. It's just being consistent, and I, I you know, from where we started to where we are now, and uh, there's eventually we're going to be fat and out of shape, not doing anything else. 
yep. just doing this goddamn podcast every week, and it's going to be so goddamn fucking negative. Just yep. fuck you, fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> horrible we'll be, opinions. Horrible opinions, getting a million downloads every week. And, uh, and yeah, that's where we're going to be. So, so for the thank reviews. You, thank you to everybody out there. Uh, there was a one from Darren0731. Uh, feed me more news. I've been listening since day one. This is a short review. How about a segment on the show about things going on in the news? I would like to hear both of your opinions on things that are going on in the news. I guess he likes news a lot. <laughs> Keep up the great podcasts. Short, sweet. But I thought that was interesting. So let's go ahead and interrupt. Let's go ahead and interrupt reviews because I actually just messaged you this week because I, I go, what do you think about the United Airlines thing? Because that's going on with it. And I, I don't think that's a bad, bad suggestion. I actually think a little, you know, one or two things every week going on in the news, mm-hmm. just kind of talking about. I, I like that a lot, Darren, and I, I'm all for it. Buck, what do you think? I think that, uh, and when we talk about this, it'll this will be, you know, I don't want to say old, and in, but I think it's going to go on because this guy is going to, it's going to be in the news for a while, and I think it's a, uh, you know, we saw the whole everyone saw the United thing with the, the guy getting dragged off, but yeah, um, I have a very of, strong opinion on this. I, I'd love to hear it. My opinion was seeing that I would love to know the conversation that happened beforehand. I did laugh yeah. that it was a flight going to Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I appreciated that. Uh, but um, in the grand scheme of things, I think it was handled inappropriately. I bet you this guy's kind of a kind of a douchebag. I would I bet you got a little lippy. Probably but, a wrestling fan. Probably a huge wrestling fan. Uh, <laughs> but one thing that stood out to me uh. is that the fact that the airline the airline offered you know four hundred dollars at first for anyone willing to give up their seat, then okay. it went up to eight went up to eight hundred bucks. No one did it, or two people did it, because I think they were asked and they took the money, something like that. They needed four seats. So just to kind of clarify this, yeah, from from everything that I understand is they needed to make room for four seats for crew members to get to Louisville, uh, so that they did not miss their next flight, which would have you know disrupted 150 people rather than four people. Okay. These airlines oversell the, the, the tickets for these planes because it typically people always miss flights and and Mm -hmm. they're, they're usually three, four or five people that miss every flight. Not, not to say that doesn't happen every time, but for every flight that they, they sell out that five people don't show up to, they lose out on a lot of money on that. So they oversell flights by four or five because what they do then is an offer, you know, the travel vouchers or money or different things, incentives for people to take a later flight, which mostly sure. people are more than willing to do um, oh. out, of, out of all the people. If that was me, forget about it. I would have had the highest amount they could have. I would have upselled them. I would have walked away with the highest amount possible. and would have Absolutely. Yeah. But so the, the airline was wrong for, for how they handled it, for going back and telling people they had to get off the flight rather than they should have increased the value, I feel, yep. um, and, and to make people more, you know, you know, maybe $2,000 or $1,500. They, they, something that way that it's handled the way it's always handled. Instead, sure. they were like, oh, no, we can't get, nobody's taking this money, and now we're just going to go and do this. And so they were wrong on that now. So the guy had every right to be mad. And, but, but once you are not cooperative with an airline, when they have their minds made up mm-hmm. and now 
you can't go in the air with a passenger who's acting like that. You mm-hmm. can't. So they're not wrong of getting rid of the passenger because if, if you're on that airplane, you don't want a guy that's not listening. I yeah. mean, he Granted, he has every right to be pissed off, but get off the plane and be pissed off and, and take care of the business. There, He's refusing to move. And now you're interrupting all these other people's travel schedule who have stuff going on. I don't agree with the way that it was handled, but you can't leave a guy like that on the plane. You got to mm-hmm. get rid of him. And he's not cooperating. And I, but I think everyone just looks for an opportunity to, to, to bitch and moan and whine and complain. And, and people want to film it. And oh my God, how, look how he's being treated. And like, come, guys, grow the fuck up. Quit being little bitches and little pussies. Like, it's just, it fucking sucks. Airline was wrong with how they handled it. He was wrong with not getting off the plane and handling it off the plane. Like, it's like the, the meet the Fockers. You can't say bomb on an airplane. Bomb, 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 <laughs> bomb, 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 bomb. Once you fucking say bomb, you can't sit on the goddamn airplane. Like, well, that's my you know, take on it. No, no, no. I, I completely agree with you. The money thing, I think that could have been crisis averted if they're just like, all right, we'll offer $2,000. Someone would have got off that fucking plane. Absolutely. But the guy claiming that he was a doctor, and uh, or he is a doctor, yeah. and that he had patients the next day waiting on him. Um, they found out some interesting stuff on the guy. Not that it, it's related anything to it, but they found out he he's had a very interesting past. Uh, that Wait individual. A I didn't. I, I see. I don't follow the news. I just looked into this enough to talk about it a little bit. I would love to know what did they find out about him. So he lost his license apparently for a good amount of time. I don't know. I don't, it was ten ten years ago. He got in trouble for handing out scripts to WWE wrestlers for growth hormone. You almost <laughs> parts of that are correct. Wait, for, I, I swear to God, I just made that up. Wait, not, not for wrestlers. No, oh, apparently okay. he was trading uh, writing scripts of oxycodone um, in in return for gay sex. Believe it or not, okay, he was caught and he was trading pills for. Some relation somehow they caught wind of that. They suspended his license. Um, Jesus Christ! He is a he is a married man. His wife stayed with him. God bless. But uh, that did. But I mean, people TMZ like found that after that it has nothing to do with the situation. Nothing to do with the situation though. I get it. Yeah, probably a but, friend of Bob's too. At the end of the day, yeah. Probably. Oh wow! I was like, <laughs> he's, that's my friend. It's <laughs> yeah, my friend. Damn it! That that's Keith from Louisville. <laughs> Patients are waiting. So, uh, but I also, I, I don't think the airline for United has their fucking issues, but I mean like the person who actually grabs him, I believe is airport security. I don't believe that's a United employee, even yeah. though they're going to get the wrath of it. Um, but it was interesting and it was probably one of the craziest sounding screams I ever heard in my life. And- You know, uh, I hit his face. Everyone saw this. Already, how did he, but- wait? How did he hit it? But but and by the way, just to say this also, and mm-hmm. and, and you got to understand, United has how many employees and different and these people. And we all know we've all traveled, or a lot of us have. And, and airplanes are miserable for the most part, and people are miserable. It, you're tight. Everything. It, it's never a pleasurable experience for the most part. Um, everyone seems to kind of be on edge and whatnot. But like. So say there were three or four people involved in this. That doesn't reflect upon the entire company as a whole. Like it's it's how they handle the situation and mm-hmm. whatnot. But like everyone blows up and like and, and 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 you know I've had issues with airlines and stuff and whatnot. But like you can't take the actions of a few and just say oh this airline is this and that and like give them an opportunity to to handle the situation correctly. But I was interested in how the guy smashed his face. 
he was apparently when he's picked up, he was leaning forward. And I guess when they pulled him forward, his face went right into that, uh, the armrest and got him really? on the old nose. They, he's, he is suing now. His lawyer came out today and um, claiming that he knocked teeth loose and he's getting reconstructive surgery. The guy is going to win a huge law. He's not going to win a lawsuit. He's going to settle with this for no. a lot of money. But so my question is, is that, that I wish they would have had the, there obviously had to have been footage from before it escalated where they asked him to get off the plane, right? You would think so, but I guess by that point, like the argument, I'm assuming maybe it is out there, but I'm also I would assuming- love if anybody out there listening, like if to find out, like if there was Sir, you have to get off the airplane. No, I'm not going in. like whatever his there had yeah. to have been a point from that to where then it was like, No, you need to get off this plane and we we're gonna grab you. Nobody's just, I, I feel like you're not just going to grab a guy right off the bat. No, I don't think so either. You're going to try to talk to him first. He's going to probably, he probably had to have said no. Yeah. Had he said yes, he would have got off the plane. So this, that it's a very interesting situation. Like I, I'm, I, I'm not saying it wasn't handled correctly, but you can't leave a guy like that on the plane after the airline saying like, this is the way they're going to handle it. That's their right to handle it that way. I'm wondering Sucks. if, uh. You know, people heard the argument, and that's what entitled them to take their phones out. And by the time they recorded, they already missed that part. But I'd love to, I'd love to know that too. I'm sure we'll. This thing ain't going away for a while. This guy's suing. People are having a sh- fucking great time making fun of United because they they do have a notoriously bad. I mean, there's do not they? many airlines. They're one I, mean, of my, I prefer flying. With you them, prefer usually. them. You like them. Um, and I've met a few that overall them and Delta a, are my two. They have a very poor. Uh, customer service rating amongst a lot of a lot of I mean as far as me dealing with them as, with booking flights I don't necessarily travel all that often but they're 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 pains in the ass they don't have great customer service compared to like a Delta or a Southwest or a JetBlue who's extraordinary but uh, I've had in different things it's funny on airlines with my sleep apnea machine just this week I don't use my sleep apnea machines on the plane anymore really because it became such an issue I have like the travel one where I used to just put it on and go to sleep on the plane because, it, it, yeah, it, it, like, it helps me sleep better. So mm-hmm. on a lot of times with, you know, when I was with WWE, I'm getting the bulk of my sleep on my flight home because you're only getting a couple hours, if that, the night before because there's super early flights. Mm-hmm. So on the, when I don't use my mask, I'm typically more tired than if I use my mask, I feel great. <laughs> a lot of these airlines... I can't tell you, it was, I, I know Southwest I had issues with for quite a while. I would put the mask on and, mm-hmm. and go to sleep and the flight attendants would come and wake me up and, and demand me to take the mask off. And they're like, what are you doing with this? And, and I, it's my travel CPAP machine here. It's in the Sky Magazine right here. Look, it's a travel CPAP. And wow. like, it's literally in the Sky Magazine. Those, and the late, you need documentation that you have this on the airline. And like, it finally got to be such a thing where I was just like, it's not worth the hassle of these, these human beings just being like, just really ignorant. And, and, and it, it's not a reflection on the airline. It's that person. They're miserable and and whatnot. And just this past week on a United flight, I actually, I was in the exit row and a woman, uh, the flight attendant, um, I fell asleep because I'd only slept a few hours the night before and I was getting the bulk of my sleep on my flight home so that I could stay up all day. And she wakes me up in like kind of a violent way. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm up. And uh, she goes, are you okay? And I said, 
what? I go, yeah, I'm sleeping. And she goes, what's wrong with you? And I said, nothing, I'm sleeping. And she goes, well, I need you to answer yes or no. And she does the question. And I go, yes. She goes, are you sure you're okay? And I just go, yes. And like she stormed off. What the and fuck? I, it's, I, and I don't chalk it up to United Airlines being a piece of shit. It's just that lady's a piece of shit. And like, <laughs> it's not like, it's just most were white. You, were you snoring? Would they think you're in Like what? No, what? I don't, I don't know. Like, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm not allowed to sleep on a plane, but it's just the, some flight attendants are the nicest human beings in the world. And there's some that are just, I tell you, they're, they're pure evil. And anyone that's flown knows what I'm talking about. Where, I like, do think it's funny, like picturing like you sitting there looking like a fucking Batman villain with the with the mask on, yeah. all jacked up, and they're just frightened. Like, what is oh, that? I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, the lady that last week I wanted to undo my seatbelt and fucking meat hook her down the fucking aisle with, <laughs> from behind. I swear to God, and like, but there's not. What am I gonna do? You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking go right back to bed. I hope to God I snored and pissed her off even more. <laughs> all right, back to reviews. But that's my take to- on the United thing and. And whatnot, and it, it, people should quit wasting their goddamn time just fucking focusing on it. Another one was just miss the big guy in Louisville. I hope it's not the guy on the plane. HGDC BMBV. You guys gotta get better names. Come on, man. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I swear, I just accidentally, uh, I just missed accidentally meeting Ryback several times. I worked at Smoky Bones just after he left, and Sully's just after he left. I even lived in the same apartment complex as the big guy. I'm a Louisville Metro police officer now, and if Pat Buck wasn't such a drug addict, I could possibly have met him as well. Too bad, but but I love that I can listen to you guys every week uh, like we actually had met. Thanks, guys. I don't know if that's a role play. That can't be true. I would know who this guy is, because I worked at Smoky Bones longer. You, you worked there after I after I got... I left, right? I had another six-month six run at yeah, Smoky Bones after I, you left, so... He had to have known you then. Maybe he he he. I'm sure the legend of Ryback and Pat Buck lasted long after we left there. Jimbo Slice. Because I wonder where all the money went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel Jimmy to this day, the, the former manager of Smokey Bones, still talk. He, he just texted me the other day. He's <laughs> we are legends in his mind, and uh, I'm sure we, I'm sure that the legend of Pat Buck and Ryback lives on in Smokey Bones in Louisville, Kentucky, still to this day. Oh man. So that God. was that was a uh, there's one more here. Here we go. <clears throat> Feed me more of this podcast from Bronxzilla. Greetings from New York City. I've always been a fan of the big guy from back in WWE. I've been listening to the show since episode 1. As a podcaster myself, I have to first compliment your producer, uh which I guess would be Shining Wizard Eddie. Thank you very much. You Shout guys Shout out to Shining Wizard Eddie. Great job every week. It's going to be bailiff uh, Wizards, Eddie. You guys always sound so crisp and clear. I got the soda coupon, but I haven't found uh, any store to use that yet, but thanks for that. And thank you for your positivity, your humor, your knowledge every week. Pat, I hope your leg is okay. And to Ryback, please keep us informed on how that stem cell procedure goes. Well, you'll like this episode then. As someone who is legally blind, I'm very interested in this as it may be able to get me, uh, wow, as it may be able to help me one day. Phenomenal show, guys. I'm using an Audible credit to get the Ryback's book. Peace. Sweet. Thank you very much. I didn't know stem cells could actually maybe help people who are... That makes sense if you're legally blind, like strengthen your eyes. Wow. There's. I'm telling you, the, the way we are advancing, it is... You know, it, it's like we talked about, like back, you know, 
30, 40 years ago, if you blew out your knee, you were done. Yeah. Look at now, you know, you could blow out your knee 10 times and come back every time. Like it's mm-hmm. now we have this stem cell research, which WWE guys, we, we, we are seeing are getting it done after the surgeries. It's I, and I honestly believe, I think Cena was getting this done before it was even, that's just my personal opinion on, on him coming back quicker Makes from sense. injuries and whatnot. I think, and, and, and not to say he was, I don't know. It's just my opinion. Like it's cause we're all pretty similar in how we heal. Like mm-hmm. it's you, you just don't typically heal in half the time of other human beings. Yeah. There's, there's a little bit of, of this and that and, and whatnot, but like, and yeah, growth hormone can, can definitely play a little bit of a part in that too and whatnot. But like, I think there's some other stuff going on too. And that's, it's great. It's not cheating stem cells. It's just a way to, to help your body heal, you know, naturally. So no, all for that. I think, I think we all know who the winner is. So Bronxzilla, I would say, uh, you're in the New York area. You want to come to a Russell pro show? It's on me. I probably know who this person is, but, uh, yeah. yeah send, uh, send me an email to the big guy at feedmemore.com with your information and your supplement of choice. The ISO hungry, uh, protein, the wake up unlimited energy or the big guy, all natural testosterone booster and a free feed me more nutrition shaker bottle. And, uh, we'll get that out to you here. Thank you very much, buddy. I found out my little brother was secretly taking big guy supplements. Didn't even tell me about it. I went to really? the house. I saw the big guy test booster. I saw the, I saw walking, the protein out. Walking around with a rock hard erection just 24 <laughs> seven. Fuck yeah. So he's on good old baby brothers on it. He looked actually, I saw the picture of him and I don't know when it was. He's like, is he bigger, he's bigger than, than me? Yeah, he's bigger than me. It's it, I, it wait. Just, is that is that? Am I not allowed to say that? I felt no. Like, it's it's fine. It's it's kind of it sucked. Like when I was little, man, all the men on on the buck side, they're all over six foot, six two, six four. My brother's probably like six one. Um, okay. And meanwhile, when I was like two or four, uh, I forget two years old, they were they were telling me like, oh, you'll 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 probably be around six two, six three. I'm fucking barely five ten, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got the, I got the short end of the stick. I'm actually five ten on the dot. So, okay. uh, you know, yeah, my brother is uh, he's got the old height on me, and it and it kind of sucks. But oh well. I wonder <laughs> if I no, let me ask you this: What age were you when you first did steroids? Because is, I have a theory. I feel like because it, it, nope, it, it, this it, is it, what I think too. Good. It closes your growth plates, and I I believe I, I did my first cycle when I was at Gold's Gym, and I was. 18, 19, 20, 21, between 20 and 21. And uh, I believe I wasn't done growing yet either. I always, because my hands and feet, like, I always thought I was going to be like 6'4 or 5. And I ended up barely 6'2. So, first time I ever did, I was in, I was in wrestling already. So I was already 17. I was, I was 18 years old. And I think that, yeah. uh, I think that mess, I truthfully think, that it, I would have maybe got, you know, not much more, but who knows? I could have hit a growth spurt at 19 or 20. You could have. Yeah. Had, oh, people I, go I, into their 20s. No, that's not uncommon. Like, I I really believe there's something to that. And I honestly, I think, too, actually, to mention this, I actually did had a run when I was even younger on when the Mark McGuire stuff came out with the Andro. Oh, sure. My whole lacrosse team was on that shit. I went and, and had bought several bottles of that Andro 100 shit yep. when I was like, probably like 
17 or 18 yes. and, uh, and did that. And that could not have helped that. That shit fucks you up just as bad as, as anything else. And I remember. Like, yeah. GNC. I our, yeah. GNC. And it, it had like a funny taste with her white pills. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a Mark McGuire cutout. Like it was like the cool thing. Like, yeah. Like it was a real thing going on. Like, yeah, this is why Mark McGuire is the biggest, baddest baseball player. And like, fuck yeah, I play baseball. I do hand grips. I like big forearms. I'm gonna pop this Andro. It's just like, God damn it. <laughs> I remember my buddy John. You met uh, my best high school friend. The the one is one of the groomsmen. Okay. You know, so uh, a really awesome, cool guy. So we're on the lacrosse team. We start taking this Andro stuff. This is before I ever took anything, and so I'm still in high school. And I remember one day. Me and my other buddy, we're doing drills, you know, lacrosse. It's kind of like hockey in the air. And we're throwing. He's running towards us. And we're just like, holy fuck. Like, John has tits. Like, you could tell (laughs) the andro, like, made his chest bulky. But he had, like, puffy nipples, too. We're like, how did John grow tits? It was from andro. And he he, he immediately got off it. And he looks great now. But uh, I just remember that. Speaking of tits, who I noticed had tits this week on Raw. Who? Jinder Mahal. Did really? You not, did you not notice that? I think I'm just so distracted by the veins, and I feel like anytime Jinder's on the God screen... God damn it, it's a roadmap all over his body. <laughs> oh, I don't know whether to go left or right. Vince Googling, can we sign veins to a contract? <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that he did a close-up of his fucking chest, and I just I noticed it right away. I've never had that or anything. Like I've never, because I don't... Like, there's no reason to. That, mm-hmm. like, is... When you get gyno, red flags right off the fucking bat, Dr. Black. Jesus Christ. That shit I, don't happen on its own. So For, is it new was, or is it old? Did they not have I that never, before? I never noticed it before. And I, and, and I like gender and whatnot. And he looks great. But I, I am pointing out the obvious. That, that that does not fucking just happen from... From fucking drinking your protein shakes, <laughs> I uh, I've had a bit of that before. Um, I remember at one point I, I was on a quote cycle in college, and I here's the thing though, guys that use them, we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Like literally, like most, I would say ninety five percent of people who use anabolics have no fucking clue what they're doing. I don't know yeah. if you'd agree with that. And like, no, I, I, to- no, the majority of people that that. Unless, so we've talked about this before. If you're going through a doctor, a legitimate endo board certified endocrinologist, mm-hmm. and and it is hormone replacement therapy, and it is monitored, and you are just in the normal ranges, that is just living a healthy lifestyle. Sure, There's, that is an entirely different thing from from just experimenting on your own and thinking you know what's best for you, because the majority of people have no clue. And I just remember, for some reason, I I didn't know what estrogen was. I knew nothing, dude. And I remember yeah. staking testosterone, and I'm just like, well, why do my nipples feel like they're on fire every fucking day? And then pretty soon that turned into tissue. And uh, since then, obviously, I I know about that stuff, but I, there's still a little trace in there. You know, the kind of like The Rock had that surgery early on to remove oh, yeah, all the Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Because he had – that's what that's from. That's not from, you know – that just it's, doesn't happen, you know. It does. does there it? are there, no. It does for. In, in, uh, there's a lot of guys out there when they're when they're younger, especially. Um, there's there's certain individuals who just naturally have high estrogen. Okay. Uh, and that so that's the bitch tits as they're called, or, or essentially gyno. It, it comes from 
having high estrogen. And you can get the, some people naturally have high estrogen where they mm-hmm. need to be put on an, uh, an estrogen blocker to, to naturally keep that in check. And then other people, it happens by putting stuff in your body um, and you either convert it to estrogen at a higher rate or you're doing too much of something like testosterone and it's overspilling and, and causing a spike in your estrogen levels. Okay. Uh, so there's multiple ways and there's a lot of shitty pro hormones and things that are so bad for you out there that can cause that too. Um, and, and so there's no, there's no one way just to get it, but it, it, it typically comes from an, an overabundance of estrogen. That's a terrible thing to have, man. You get so insecure. Your nipples are all puffy and, oh, it's just terrible, terrible, terrible. Sensitive nipples. Sen- God sen- damn it, I want to suck those. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk uh, wrestling news or anything that happened recently? I don't know what, what there is, but. Yeah, no, there was a little bit this week going on with, uh, speaking the of gender, the, the, the Shake Superstar Shake-Up. We got the JBL bullying. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and the Finn Balor concussion with, with our friend Jinder. So I don't, uh, what are your thoughts on the old uh, Finn situation? He's been, if that's true, and you never know, uh, concussion-wise, mm-hmm. you know, he's been up there maybe a month total from his first two, the first two runs. Yeah. And, I, think it's, I think it's a mix of bad luck, but I don't think they're doing themselves any favor. It's uh, with, like, <clears throat> I get the appeal of Finn. I, I, I do. I think he's a great worker. Um, talk about someone that really strapped into a fucking engine and really like putting out there as like the end all be all. And I, I think that okay. has fans are eating it up, but I think it has a huge chance to eventually backfire. From I always wonder on a global scale, like when you say that, it, because it's one thing to have like the the, the reactions, yeah, the react because okay. the, the the percentage of people that go to the shows now, what's happening? A lot of the people that go to the shows, you got your families. But you got those, your your fucking marks, mm-hmm. that percentage of them, and then you got obviously great fans also. Um, but those people are the ones doing the chants and whatnot, or those middle aged teenagers um, mm-hmm. and, and guys in your twenties and thirties. Um, that's not always a global scale. That that's kind of a small. It, it's a smaller percentage. It really is. But we can see. We, I'm sure we both agree. He's in that circle. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, he's over in that circle. Yeah, he's that per like. But I think and, they're trying to get him over on a global scale too. Like, yeah, which, which it takes time and a lot of money, and, and it it takes having drawing power essentially. But and I think it's very forced. I think it's incredibly forced. I think it that is with he, everybody now. It's because it's every everybody they do that with now. It's all NXT guys. Yeah, and this like it just doesn't feel. Um, what it just to me, it's weird having the whole two hundred five. I I hate the concept of cruiserweights. I think it's kind of a weird thing, but like, and I completely disagree. Like Flair apparently got in trouble saying that like Balor can Balor's just too small to. I forget what he said. Something like it's a main events or whatever. I don't acknowledge that just because there's been when such did success he say that? recently on. I don't I don't know where, but apparently it was on the. It was on the internet, so it must be true. Yeah. So <laughs> something like that. Okay. But I, I think that any person, I mean, Daniel Bryan probably doesn't weigh more than, you know, two between the 190 and 205 pound weight. Like that's Dan, to me. It's Dan ha- was thick though. Dan, and what people don't know, but Daniel Bryan during that whole main event run was power lifting like a motherfucker. 
He was an ass off. Yeah. Deadlifting and cleaning. He was in the gym every day. I was in the gym. I would always, I'm telling you, he pushed himself well past his genetic potential naturally. Mm-hmm. I have nothing but so much respect for Daniel Bryan. Like he's, oh, I love him. I hope I, represent like, him like, one day. Finn, I, he's, he's, he's honestly just an incredible human being. He works so hard. And uh, when he when he decides to work, he works. So I'm saying but, with the fit, yeah. the size thing, like you know, you hear that especially with WWE. It's always been they used to do it to Brett and Sean. They they do it all the time. And now like you know, Finn's a smaller guy, but it's almost. But they like, never did this with Brett and Sean. It happened naturally over the course of many years. In exactly. Having great mat- like now they just say, oh fuck it, we'll just we'll give you the greatest entrance ever, and we'll like that's how they they spice up guys that don't have the the physical presence now by giving mm-hmm. them extra luxuries. If you've noticed essentially on the, like that's what they do. And that's they, as I, there's nothing wrong with doing that, it, but it, it takes time. You know, I think I have a small problem. I don't know if people agree or disagree. I like, I love his, you know, like Jeff Hardy's taller. Um, you know, I'm comparing Jeff and Finn, but like Jeff's taller, not like thinner guy, but still kind of muscular. Uh, puts on his face paint, just like super over in that regard. Enigma. Hardings are bigger, much bigger than what people get. Like they're big yeah, guys. Get big they're dudes. Not yeah. Small. Yeah. What I'm what I'm trying to say with Finn, I don't understand. I get like on big matches, he transforms into the demon. But if you're a person paying a ticket, and you're seeing Raw or you're seeing this production. Can we paint him up? Can we find some people to fucking like? That that's that's the big lure of him. Is this like over not? you know, a very in shape, you know, he's probably, I think he's probably my height. Maybe he might even be shorter. I'm not sure. I've never met him. Yeah. Uh, he's probably 185 pounds. I'm guessing 180, maybe, uh, comes out there with a leather jacket trunks. Okay. I get that. But like, why not go the extra fucking boogeyman sting all these, why not give people what they want to see? You're not playing out this demon character. People want to see this shit. It's what I don't know. I I don't get that. I, I really wondered. Don't. I wondered also. I he uh, why he doesn't do the demon thing on every. That's the character. Like I like it was like to me. That's like the equivalent of Kane coming out for pay per views full gimmick, and mm-hmm. then on Raw being corporate. Yeah, I don't feel like. And I'm not saying this is Finn. I'm, this has obviously been discussed uh, where they're creatively okay with it. Eh. I'm just going to come out in my regular gear for Raw or SmackDown or a live event because I, it's a lot of effort to get painted up. Like, yeah. if you're going to do it, do it. Go all out, right? Fucking sit. Like, get paint. I don't care if it takes three, four hours. That's your thing. Like, cut it out of your match time. Yeah. You just wanna, like, I don't I, want to, like... I don't want to tune into WCW back in the day and not see Sting with his face paint on or Warrior with his face paint. Like, Can you imagine that? That's the thing. It, that, that, unless that, that annoys the, me. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I've never understood that myself. So Because... It, it, I've been. I've actually watched Finn sometimes. Uh, I'm always having some sort of wrestling in my house. This isn't had, anything against Finn. I like Finn. I, this is I think just, he's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. he's great. He's so cute. So <laughs> put that into your fucking report, fucking marks. And I, I think he's you know terrific and 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 everything. But it's just like I just don't like. You have a chance. You want him to be in that circle. Give us the demon every fucking time. Paint that, paint him up. Let him because I've watched with non wrestling people before, and they've seen him do the demon cryptic. And they're like, "Oh, that's different. That's cool." Yeah. But when he it just comes out, cool. like, well, yeah, when he comes out, he's just like, "I'm a, I'm a good with a ja- with a random wrestler with a jacket on." Like every other guy, like started just, "Oh, we got to wear a ring jacket to the ring." Why? Uh, I don't know. 
Like, I've never understood. Like, fuck. You know, I, I've always said, guy. I really believe this. Foreigners have no concept of cool in the United States. And that's not like a shot at Finn or like, I've always said this. Like, I just feel like foreigners don't understand cool uh, in the United States. But they try. But mm-hmm. it, it just never, to me, it always misses. See, I actually think he's so cool where it's like, it's a disconnect from why am I going to cheer? If I'm sitting there with, you know, I'm an Irish guy. I'm, I'm married to a lovely Irish woman. I'm watching this. I don't know if you know this or not. I'm 10% Irish. <laughs> I haven't heard that. <laughs> I've not heard that. <laughs> I think we said that like 40 times it's, with Wade at WrestleCon. Yeah, I, I love but, it. It's one of my favorite things to do. So here's the thing. If I'm watching Finn, this way great looking kid, kid, I mean, he's, I think he's 35 God or 36. damn it, he's so good looking. Give him a fucking great entrance. But just like it's a disconnect, I could fucking cheer for the de- everyone in the house will cheer for the demon, face painted up, all that stuff. But I'm yeah. seeing this fucking James Dean guy with the thing. I'm like, I don't want to cheer for this guy. I don't care how cool people are trying to tell me he is. Just, just a thing. So, God damn it, Paul! Is he from Thunder from Down Under? Oh, <laughs> he looks amazing. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else we had here. Uh, the uh, the JBL bullying thing. What do you? Uh, I've had, uh, I saw that going on, and I, I think everyone likes tries to latch on to something. I never personally ever had any. I always thought he came across nice. He's, uh, but I will say there was a period during that Rybaxel run where Vince was feeding him bullshit to say about me on the commentary, and he has to do his job like during commentary because he's getting fed at his, the, the lines from fucking Vince, and, and I always knew that was coming from Vince. And whatnot, but he in person and like he's always been nice and, and respectful to me. Um, but but I'm not I'm not around him that much either, so I, I don't really know. It seems like a lot of stuff is coming out with him, and I've heard things over the years with him too. And my whole thing is just fucking stand up for yourself if that if that's going on. And but but not everyone's a tough guy, and not everyone has that mentality and, and whatnot. So. And I mean, this is all over the Moro stuff who, you know. He's a very nice guy. I like him a lot. I think he's a great announcer too. Moro or JBL? Moro. Moro, okay. Yeah. But and I, 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 I don't know what, you know, I, but I, I don't know what their situation is. But I think people, everyone just like looks to like for just hop on the bandwagon and start attacking. I, I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know what the situation is. But I, I'm just saying that he never... I never saw him when I was, I heard, I've heard the JBL bullying stories. I've not once seen it when my time up there, mm-hmm. but he's also not been an active wrestler the entire time I've been there. Okay. So it, it's, you know, I don't know. I did see Vince McMahon Googling <laughs> wrote a hilarious stories of JBL bullying pussies. I thought that was, I do tend to think that the people that he does kind of screw with aren't the, necessarily what everyone would look at and go, though, that guy is a tough motherfucker, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. It, it's just, he's it, also it's seems like a brat. I don't know him at all. I mean, I, I think I'm high and by before, but it seems like a brash, big, confident Texan human being that probably is a really aggressive personality and probably means it sometimes doesn't mean it. Like it's hard to, I don't know, man. It's yeah. I think, and I think Jerry Lawler said it best is like, you got to know JBL before you can like, and if you know him, that kind of helps. Makes total sense. Yeah. And, and I, I, totally, I would totally agree with that. And um, I do remember 
During Tough Enough in 2004, me and Daniel Pewter had to give a very drunk JBL a ride back to the TV hotel where okay. we, were, we were forced to hang out with everyone all night. We didn't have to drink, but we had, we had to kind of hang out and mingle. And not force, but like Al Snow and the Tough Enough, like that was kind of like the guys hang out at the it's bar. what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we, were, we were chosen to give him a ride back to the hotel. And I mean, he was drunk as can be. And he didn't, he didn't do anything inappropriate with us and, mm-hmm. you know, and whatnot. And we gave him a ride back. He thanked us and that was it. So, yeah, I mean, and what's going to happen? I mean, it looks like Mauro won't go back to WWE. I think it's safe to say that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So what does Mauro do? He'll hopefully get better. And then he goes to somewhere else to be another awesome announcer. I mean, yeah. what, what can There's, you, what can you he say? He can do, he, I mean, he'll, he'll find a, I think he's already working. Like he'll, he's fine. He's fine. So and it's better for him. If, if it was not a good environment and things were, people don't always get along, unfortunately. And uh, it's better to move on. And, you know, John is in Vince's inner circle. And, and, and JBL ain't going anywhere. So, yes, yeah. you know, I wish Morrow the best. I always, I personally really enjoy him. So I, I mean, I saw it too. There's people obviously trying to get him fired. There's actually a petition to try to get Braun Strowman fired. That's how fucking crazy fans are, man. I like, just just saw something on that. Nothing shocks me anymore. It that, that sucks, man. It's I, I, terrible. I've heard Mark for Life actually started that. Oh, did he? He what just was his got, reasoning? Huh? Where's Mark for Life been? We didn't really delve into that. Fucking guy. I've wrote. I can't tell you how many goddamn messages I wrote to Snapchat to try to get him back. And uh, was I the one that broke you the news about the face, or did you know before me? I, I had multiple people throughout the day message me, <laughs> which made me laugh that that many people know how special Mark is in my life. And Snapchat just got way more interesting to me all of a sudden, like where I'm like, I now my mind is like thinking of new creative ways to do, you know, to introduce Mark uh, for life to the, to my followers. So, <laughs> but yeah, wrestling fans are just, you know, they, that it, nothing shocks me anymore. And, and, it is what it is. Yeah. It's almost like they pick who, you know, who's on their inner circle and who's not. And if you're out, you're not really getting in. That's at least, that's at least what I feel. I did side. laugh. I watched that segment and uh, I said to myself, uh, holy fuck, this is going on a long time. Um, it was like almost like uh, it reminded me of something like from Super Dave, just like of getting killed or Kenny from South Park, just getting killed over, over and over and, over and over again. And it actually became comical after a while where like at first I had think it had a serious feel. And also yeah. I feel like the, I'm more interested in knowing how the ambulance got uh, tipped over. I'm pretty sure they had a crane or something hooked up to it and pulled it over yeah, the opposite way, the way that they filmed it. Sure, I, I was trying to watch that and like look at the positioning and whatnot, and I'm like, it was I, I just watching it like that. It was, but that that got brought over really, really good. Like that, I think he's finally coming into. He's his doing own. a great job. He, I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, I I I think he and I've worked with him in the Wyatt family when he was in that in that role, and and I know people were down on him, and he would kind of he had a, a tendency to get comfortable because he was working with Harper and Rowan and Bray who were well, well established at the time as a group and, and very and functioned very well as a tag unit. And he, his role was very minimal in that. A lot of times it, he needed to go on his own. And, and, and since he has done a phenomenal job, so yeah, 
Nothing bad to say. Yeah. I think it took a long time, like longer than it, than, but it's finally starting to, you know, Absolutely, people, yeah. people are invested, but sometimes it takes a while. So they're putting a lot, they're putting a lot of money and effort into it. And that's what happens when you do that over time. So we said, we talk about it this week, but, uh, you know, old Ty Dillinger got the all call up as yeah. the, the perfect 10. Someone we, how long was he well. in developmental 10 years? I think so. I mean, well, actually I, I, I wrote this down in my notes because I was there the day he got hired. Um, WWE was doing these, they, they did them for, gosh, I want to say a year or so, but I think they only had maybe eight of them. And what they were doing is they were doing these o- not open tryouts. You had to apply for them. I was already in OVW at the time. Okay. So this was 2000, this might've been 2005, 2006. I, I was in OVW for roughly six months. And I remember um, they had these tryouts in major cities. I think like <clears throat> the one I applied to was for the New York area. Um, so long story short, they, they, they would pick nine people from the applications and you would try out what you did. We had no fucking idea. This was, this was before <laughs> deep, this was actually before deep South was opening. Holy shit. So they wanted to put people down there that I remember or fuck, I fuck. Maybe that wasn't it. Anyway, who cares? So I apply and I remember dreamer called me and he's like, Hey, like, you know, um, you know, you're working really hard. Which tryout do you want to go to? And he's like, okay. you can go to New York on Long Island or you can go to Buffalo. Now, stupid me, I thought in my head, I went, you know what? I'm going to go to Buffalo because I bet you there's more competition on New York. And I'm like, let me just try Buffalo. That's yeah. no big deal. So I drove 10, 10 hours, 11 hours up Holy to shit. Buffalo. Um, and we different people were in charge of different uh, tryouts. So in charge of that tryout was Kern, Finley. And I think that was it. So... I get there and it's me. It's a guy named Hannibal, um, uh, Ty Dillinger. Uh, fuck, what the hell was her name? She was in Impact for a little bit. One of the girls. Sounds hot. She's a little Canadian girl, blonde girl. Forgive me, I can't remember her name. Um, she was, she was with WWE for a minute too. Uh, Chris Rombola. Uh, Rombola. A guy named Turk Selleck. And I think there, there was yeah. like maybe four other people there. So, and the tryout sucked, man. Or it sucked for a lot of us because they come to us like, we're just going to give you like some light conditioning and then we're going we're gonna to see what you guys are made out of. The, it was 750 squats. It would, be, it would be 150 squats. You had to run around the arena two or three times. Another 150 squats, run around the arena two or three times. So it was basically like 750 to, to I think 1,000 squats. And then um, all these like basic drills. I literally wrestled three minutes there. I yeah. actually tripped and fell down the stairs too, which was very uh, pretty yeah. embar- <laughs> embarrassing. Um, Makes you stronger. Yeah, I, I look like a fucking idiot. So, um, but a lot of the guys that were there, I think three of them dropped off right away. They just fucking dropped like flies. That's why they and, do that. Yeah, to get the the pretenders out of there. Yeah, they were just beating the shit out of us. So we really didn't get to wrestle much, but. Um, and I remember I got, it was a weird situation. Like I wrestled for three minutes and that was it. And then Fit was like, okay, that's enough. I'm like, all right, shit, did I do that bad? Did you tell uh, him you're Irish? Well, it's funny because I, I went in there having bleach blonde hair at the time and I'm probably the same size as Fit and Fit's on the, on the road and Rip Rogers is like, he doesn't want to fucking hire you. <laughs> like, why would he want oh, another? Oh, yeah, yeah, another Irish <laughs> guy on there. Yeah, you guys had Irish heat. He actually, you know what? I'll say it here because this kind of, and I've said this story before on, on past shows. I like so it I was, a lot. 
I, and he's one of my fucking, he's in my top 10 easily. I watch him so fucking much. Uh, so I was wrestling with, um, they paired me up with the girl and she was going very quick. So I would like call different reversals to her and he yells from the outside. He goes, I can hear you from here. And so I'm like, okay, we wrestle a little bit. I don't talk that often, you know, for like another minute or so. And then start beating the shit out of the girl. Not talking. <laughs> probably should have. <laughs> and then at one point, just pound her. At one point I have a wrist lock on her. That sounded bad. And I think, you know, I just said like, okay, like, uh, you know, something like go behind, give me a schoolboy. Or I, I, because she was frozen. And then Fit goes, did you hear me, son? I said I could hear you. What are you going to do when all these fans can listen to you? And now looking back. Do what John Cena does. I'm like, I'm looking back. I'm like, that was bullshit. That was, I don't care whatever. I get it. And that was it. That's all I did at the tryout was squat. That's the only time I got to wrestle. Spears Spears went in there, uh, you know, wrestled. Guys did good. Guys did okay. And Fit liked him. And he was hired. So, uh he was down in development. They, they hired Rumbola too because he did the squats the best. Fucking psychopath. Jesus, that turned out well. Yeah, and I remember like the running joke was like, oh, because the girl did the squats better than all of us. It was just like it was horseshit. I was like, oh, I wasted time. And then, um, but Spears was a good good trooper and good worker yeah. and hung in there and then got you know released, rehired, and now he finally gets uh, his moment. But another story is a week later, the tryout that I skipped was the one that Hawkins and Ryder were hired on. So I made the wrong fucking choice. Oh, I'm uh, curious to see. I have a feeling because he had a brief run in WWE before, and it, like I think he lost his debut match in WWE before. It was the ECW stuff, wasn't it? As Gavin Spears, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know he got rehired eventually, and was in developmental. He was in developmental for like four or five years, released for a, quite a long time, and rehired for like another three or four years. He definitely has the record by far. Yeah, it's he's him and Connor from the Ascension are the two tied with the longest time in developmental history. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see because you see that group of guys that come up that are in that inner circle that are protected, and the mm-hmm. other guys from NXT that come up that aren't that are just thrown in, like the Tyler Breeze and, and the, the, the Vaudevillains and yeah. the Ascension and guys like that, and I. I wouldn't be shocked to see that go that route. Um, I yeah, I, I do, totally understand. Yeah, I don't. I do not think he is a hunter guy um, by any means or whatnot. So, um, but he's up there. So hopefully, makes some money and, and you know, I don't know what else. But ride, ride the wave. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, you never know. But I, if you're not, if you're not in that inner circle, what you do doesn't matter. So, <clears throat> fans like to chant ten. Yeah, yeah. I think he's actually mad at me uh, because the last time I talked to him, um, granted, we play this like video game thing together. Uh, we're all in this like... Jesus Christ, you guys, this fucking thing is so weird to me. The Clash of Clans? It's a, all it's of a, it. It's all weird. The, the chats and the fucking video games, I just don't get it. <laughs> I, I do a lot of stuff, man. But like before, um, when he got rehired, I think he was already living in Tampa um, and he came back and he was bouncing at a place and I needed a job um, or I wanted like a bouncing job on the weekend. So he got me hired at the club. He was leaving and I went there and it was a club called Boomerang. And oh, wow. uh, it was it was not the nicest place. I was like, fuck, I don't know how he worked here. It was like it looked like it was literally from the movie Boomerang. It was um, a very 
African-American club, but like from like the 90s kind of where like everyone had like very flashy clothes and like big suits and and um, it was I only worked there one night and I think he got mad that I didn't, you know, I just kind of. <laughs> made him look stupid by him getting me hired and I never went back there after the second night because Wasn't good it was for just you. it was just really tough and and uh I don't know. We've had some shit jobs over the years, man. Oh sure. Running in Long Island, which is for those that don't know, people know riders from Long Island, but it goes Queens, Long Island. Some people that are not from New York don't understand that like Queens and Long Island is just one giant island. But as you get further on the islands, it gets a little more I guess affluent and like there's really nice areas and rich areas along Island. There's some shitholes too, but it's been a fucking nightmare. My wrestling school, one of them is on Long Island. Okay. And we, we used to run uh, student shows and we could only fit a hundred people. We started out drawing what the building could hold and we got, we didn't really get in trouble, but the fire marshal wasn't happy. So we knew we had to find a bigger building. Yeah. So now I've been looking all over Long Island for good buildings and ECW burnt out a lot of relationships with um, really good buildings on Long Island. So I got like, uh. Uh, you know, fucking blood or fire or breaking the building. Then there was another place. I found a perfect place to run a wrestling show and they approved it. Like we would love to have this here. I get a call from their regional manager. We will never do pro wrestling. And I figured out why. Don't Apparently, blame them. <laughs> No, come on, man. So in, the, in, like, in the late, uh, early 2000s, a promoter named Frank Goodman, uh, who used to run these shows, and they were like seven hours long, man. He yeah. would have people on the show that were, look, like when you're not becoming wrestler and, and in a band or stuff, you, you do sell tickets, you try to bring people, you try to like create a crowd for yourself, you know, establish yourself. It's just what you do. But he would have untrained guys and backyard wrestlers basically he'd give them 20 tickets and if they sold the tickets they can be in the battle royal so i actually al snow i think in tough enough brought us to one of these shows because i've heard that frank goodman name and i don't know that and it al was telling it was like a seven hour show it had you this guy you went to it al snow versus balls mahoney was one of the matches back in uh during tough enough 2004 was in the New York area. That yeah. that's it then. Yeah. That's it. Those yeah. are the shows. Yep. So be- I've been to one. Holy fuck. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So this guy would have these fucking marathon. There was one time where Al was in the main event. It was him versus Raven, and they went out and it had was, to have been the show, yeah, because this was Al versus Balls. So definitely it was, had- one, it was 1 30 in the morning when they yeah. went out to the ring. <laughs> Al was talking to us about all this, how this guy just the guy, the student Celtic, it's the same one. One hundred percent the it same is. one, yeah. So he had this battle royal one time, and there's fucking 30 goofs in it. And what do you think happens? A fucking guy gets paralyzed. Fucking a kid gets paralyzed in the ring. Not only that, he wasn't the last guy in the rumble. So when the kid gets paralyzed, nobody realizes this, and they think he's just in the way, and they fucking kick him out of the ring, like push him under the bottom rope. So... There was a big incident there, and from what I hear, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm will allegedly this is true that he bailed. I know he lives in Florida now, but and he stopped running because of this one event. And this was the one building I was trying to fucking have my family friendly wrestling show at. So I've had bad luck. I finally find a building that was a fairly the building I went to was really was a good sized building. It was older, but it was a bigger building. If this is the one that I bet you that was that had been it. Had that's it. been it. Yep. That's so crazy that you saw that you've been at those. So 
Yeah, my, um, my roots go deep, Buck. Your indie cred is just indie cred the just roof. keeps fucking growing. USA Pro Show for the big guy. Wow. So, um, I find this one building, uh, like a sports center and they're cool with it. They're like, yeah, we love it. Blah, 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 blah. I pay the deposit. I'm happy. Tell my guys, we got a building. We're going to run a big show in June. Um, all of a sudden they go, Hey, we need a, we need your insurance policy to which when it comes to wrestling places, a lot of them don't have insurance. I have the fucking best insurance policy. I have two of them. I have one for the bill. Yes. One for the, the building and one for medical because it's required by law. So I send that over and they go, you can't be here because you don't have participants insurance. I'm like, yeah, I do check the second policy. That's, that's what it is. It's participants. Um, you need to send us the whole policy because when you get an insurance policy, you get a certificate and the actual policy is like 40 pages. I was like, you want me to send you 40 pages of stuff? Yes, we need that. I send that over. No, it still doesn't look good. I highlight everything. I circle it. I send it back. Then they're like, we just can't move forward with this. They were trying oh. to get out of it. There was some yeah, reason yeah. that they, and I'm like, tell me the real reason. What Someone called the building. Are you unhappy? Like we have a poster and there's a girl on it. Like not, not in a sexual thing, but I could see people getting offended by that. Like you never know. So Fuck them. Fuck the Long Island Sports Hub on Sayas in New York. We found one in St. Good. James. We're running a show. So it's just a fucking promoter difficulty. Sorry. Take a negative and turn it into a positive and find a better venue and, uh, and move on. And uh, it's good to get angry and use that anger for positive motivation. So Because we all deal with that in different ways. But why don't we go ahead and take our next break right here? I'm ready to go to court. I don't know about you. And uh, we'll come back with a couple fan questions. Okay. And then we will, proce- we will proceed with the big guy's court. We will be right back after this. Hey, guys. I discovered something really big. The best new way to buy business travel. It's called Upside.com. And I'm telling you, if you're not a business traveler and you know someone who is, you have to tell them about Upside. Here's why I love it. Every time you buy a trip at Upside, you save a ton of money and they give you an Amazon gift card worth $100, $200, even $300 every time. The way they do it is really clever. They bundle your flights and your hotel together for one low price. Bundled pricing saves money, especially on business travel, so Upside gives you free Amazon gift cards for it. If you're a frequent business traveler, your company saves a ton of money and you get thousands a year for buying your air and hotel together at Upside. Plus, you still get all your miles. You'd be crazy not to check out Upside.com. If you're shopping for business travel, it takes three minutes to see how much you can save by buying flights and hotel for one low price. I can't believe it's taken someone so long to do this. And check out what I've arranged to you. Use BizTrip, code Biz, B-I-Z-T-R-I-P, and you're guaranteed to get at least $200 Amazon gift card for your first trip. BizTrip gets you at least a $200 Amazon gift card for free. How can you not do it? It's a no-brainer. Save big on travel and get a big gift card every trip. I love Upside.com. Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. Enjoy the show. And we're back again. Uh, Another plug I missed out on before. I totally forgot because I'm always plugging my own shit. But I'll be at the House of Hardcore, Metuchen, New Jersey. I will be wrestling for Dreamers Promotion on April 21st. And I might be there at Philly, too, the next night. I'm not really sure, but uh, I wanted to plug that real quick. But we're back again. Dreamer Dreamer runs good shows at the House of Hardcore. He runs great, I, great shows. I've done a couple of them and enjoyed it. I haven't wrestled wrestled for him yet. So hopefully uh, we can get that worked out because he runs good deals. So And he always draws mm-hmm. really well, actually. So Yeah. 
I think uh, let's get to uh, some fan questions, uh, and then we'll go ahead and proceed with uh, the big guys, Court. But um, Okay. A question uh, from Asia, uh, a very, very positive supporter, and uh, she goes, what's y'all's opinion about pineapple on pizza? His, um, very, very deep question. Very, very deep question this week. And my response to that is, is pineapple's actually good for, for men, for their semen, Yeah, uh, from what I've heard. And uh, <laughs> not that, uh, as far as on pizza, I think it's really a shitty thing um, because uh, you're, oh, you're mixing your carbs and your fats. And you're adding sugar, even more sugar into the mix. Um, so it's just even like, I, in my opinion, it does not enhance the taste and it just increases the love handles. So um, not a big fan of pineapple on pizza um, unless you are hooking up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan either, man. I hate that stuff. What do, yeah. what do you like on your, I, I can't believe if I'm, if I'm eating pizza, all, all bets are off. I mean, I, I do prefer a nice whole wheat pizza, but I, I'm accepting whole, the fact whole foods. Actually, whole foods makes a great whole wheat pizza, by the way. Do they? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, me and Priscilla back in the day had that quite a few times. It was, gives me a little bit of gas, but it's really good. What do you have in your pizza? Real deep Pepperoni questions. mushrooms. Mushrooms. All right. Pepperoni and mushrooms. Uh, olives uh, are my three, are my, fuck my three. I can't get into, I want to like olives. I can't fucking get into them, man. I am on a huge olive kick right now, by the way, on my keto diet because olives usually there's black olives that have no carbs and green olives that have very little carbs. But I, I've just discovered me and Rusev. Rusev is a big feta cheese guy. Oh, I love feta. He, yeah, Rusev will put feta cheese on on everything, and I never really. I was. I remember the smoky bone salads. The Fuck it was yeah. the something pecan salad had feta cheese in it, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why I liked it so much. It was the feta cheese. So I've discovered now they have green olives in the store that are stuffed with feta cheese, and uh. Uh, so now I my thing is on in between meals if I'm like hungry I will do a few feta olive uh, stuffed green olives, amazing. But um, yeah, but, but I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big black olive guy. I love them. Okay. Uh, next question is from uh, Kevin Holleran on Twitter. And I've noticed WWE sends a lot of the heels to do local media <clears throat> on days of shows. Why do they not send the, why do they not send the good guys? Seems backwards to me. Um, when I was there, they, I feel like they always usually send guys that are typically good guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if they don't, it's because it's fake. And they they fucking send guys out to go do media. It, honestly, it is like it's acting. You don't not have the villain of the movie go out and do. You know, I get it from a wrestling standpoint, but I think we're so far past any of this. Right, I agree. It's 2017. It's like it, it just doesn't matter anymore. That would be funny. Wrestling's, they can't send like Darth Vader on appearances because he's a bad guy. <laughs> like, that's... yeah, yeah. Like it's 2017. It's fucking who cares anymore. There's just a, there's only so much you can protect in life and wrestling is not one of it. And in WWE's not done it any favors either, but like, like who the fuck cares? It's Funny. like, I'm not watching the news. They're like, God damn it. 
Kevin Owens is such a piece of shit. Why is he doing the media today? Like, <laughs> I, I, I just like, I, I know it's fake. It, oh, he's a good guy. He plays a bad guy on TV. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Kai back. Uh, another faithful supporter. Uh, any muscle you work out that you wish was actually bigger. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm always constantly, I wish everything just, I, I'm never satisfied. I always want more. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to get my shoulder fixed to lift heavy again. I feel like a piece of shit right now. So, um, but yeah, it's just my triceps have always been the, the, the hardest out of everything. Um, but I have focused on those over the years and brought those up. Um, but yeah, everybody kind of has like a weak body part. Mm-hmm. I would say triceps are, are the one thing that even though I have defined triceps, they don't grow, uh, like everything else. So, okay. And that's it on questions this week. I honestly just want to get to the big guys court. Yep. The big guys court in the world of pro wrestling. There are great fans. And then there are fucking marks. Fucking marks are negative wrestling fans who have let the negative influences of life, society, and the media carry over to their consumption of pro wrestling. They are lost souls whom sole mission seems to make everyone as miserable as them. The following fucking Mark is a real-life person whom has been blocked on social media by the big guy Ryback for making a shitty negative comment. Attorney Buck will defend this low-life piece of shit loser in hopes of the big guy Ryback unblocking and giving this fucking Mark a second chance at being a great fan. Without further ado, welcome to The Big Guy's Court. Please rise. The court of the big guy circuit, fucking Mark Division, is now in session. The Honorable Judge Ryback presiding. Court is now in session. Everyone but the fucking Mark may be seated. Attorney Buck, is the defense ready? Yes, your honorable big guy. I am the legal counsel for Twitter user at Mark Cote twelve twenty nine. Please state the comment of the fucking Mark made. Well, your honorable big guy, it's it's just not that easy, and I hope I I can explain my client's situation to you. Um, that's going to take a uh, a rather long explanation to explain how he pleads. The floor is yours. First off, my uh, my client pleads 100% not guilty. Jesus Christ. Your honorable big guy, my client is a 32-year-old bank manager from Ottawa, Canada. Oh my he has God. been a he's he has been a wrestling fan for 5 years and actually God is an accomplished an accomplished amateur wrestler. Your honorable big guy, with all due respect, I'm trying to explain my client's case. <laughs> he does he does actually have a photo of himself on Twitter. And he does appear to be a normal human being, unlike most of those accused of similar crimes. Uh, The date of the offense, your honorable big guy, was approximately February 27th, 2017 at 3.34 p.m. At Mark Cote 1229 was perusing Twitter, checking the Internet, having a great time when he noticed a conversation that arose from another Twitter user who we do not have any evidence on. Apparently, the, the, the comments was around the lines of, fuck Ryback, he sucks, how dare he accuse Punk of stealing his chance? 
Now, your honorable big guy, I want to clear up that my client is an actual fan. Sounds like a real low-life piece of shit. Well, your honorable big guy, my client is actually a fan of the conversation with the Big Guy podcast. And uh, apparently, the internet ran wild when uh, on a past episode, uh, Mr. Buck and, and, and yourself referred to a, uh, a situation with the Feed Me More being borrowed by Mr. Brooks in, uh, in terms of GTS. However, uh, my client did not start this original comment. However, he did chime in agreeing, saying that Mr. Punk did, did not steal your chance because he was using it on the independent scene. What is this man's job once again? Uh, I believe he is a bank manager from Ottawa, Can- uh, Canada. Canadian, Canada. Can- Can- <laughs> Can- Canadian. Sounds like a real low light piece of shit. Ah, this is very disturbing, Attorney Buck. Do you have any other uh, evidence to, to further proceed with this? I do. I do. Uh, if I can continue, Your Honorable Big Guy. Upon discovery, and after conversing with my clients, we found that he was actually, he pleads that he was a little bit confused by the situation. You see, after we talked, uh, he realized that he was in the wrong because he thought that the chance you were talking about was actually uh, Mr. Brooks chanting his own name, CM Punk. But the chant that was in question was the GTS, which was done in the same manner as feed me more. Once, uh, once he realized that he did feel bad about the situation, he said he confused the chance, but by this time he was already exiled by the big guy. Uh, Did he realize he felt bad after he was blocked? He actually did not realize why you blocked him until, or he knew why you blocked him. However, he did not realize that he confused the chance because so he, he came thought, to a decision before actually weighing everything out like a normal human being. Instead, rather being a judgmental fucking mark, he acted yeah. upon his fucking mark instincts. Is that what you are saying? Your honorable big guy, I would I would say that his his fandom was very high, and he uh, he spoke a little too soon, not being properly educated on the subject. But once he did find that out, he uh, he could not find a means to apologize. To the honorable big guy. I have many uh, different forms of social media, Attorney Buck. That is true. Uh, apparently my clients... A lot of fucking marks are very lazy and don't have to, the, the, the time nor the energy to actually apply themselves to other things. Had he done a proper search, he would see that the big guy has every form of social media possible. He did say that he feels that he is a victim of... Uh, of being one of the fans that did contribute to this conversation, but he said nothing uh, derogatory. He was just confused in information. He, he, he admits that he did. He also says that he is a supporter of you and the podcast, regardless of how this turns out, he will continue to follow your career. Very well. We're going to take a quick recess and we'll be right back. All right, listen, man, if you weren't such a fucking fanboy writing on Twitter, we wouldn't be in this situation. 
I don't think he's gonna sign your fucking eight by ten, but maybe if you you play your cards right, this will this will go okay. Order in the court. Order in the big guy's court. Damn it. All right. Attorney Buck, any closing comments before I determine this fucking Mark's fate? Yes, your honorable big guy. I would just like to say for the record that my client uh, admits to acting in rather poor judgments. He is a fan of the work and what you've contributed to the wrestling industry. He is an absolute fan of, uh, of the person he supported to with, with being... You know, Mr. Punk, he's a fan of the business. And sometimes this passion, you know, it clouds the brain a little bit. And sometimes you hear things that you want to hear without doing your research. So I'd just like to say on behalf of my client who admits his wrongdoing, he would really, really appreciate if your honorable big guy would rule in his favor and he can be allowed back into the Ryback 22 Twitter world because he just misses that little ounce of of positivity he needs that light to be shine on 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 the rest of his life and uh i will lead this decision in your hands honorable big guy i thank you for your defense attorney buck i the judge the jury and the executioner find mark cote one two two nine guilty of being a fucking mark and he is forever blocked by at Ryback22 on Twitter. The GTS chance will never be as over as the Feed Me More chance, and he is as big as a Feed Me Moron that fucking exists on this planet. Court is adjourned. God damn it. Disgusting. Block forever. <sighs> well, well, that's out of the way. That, that, didn't, uh, that didn't work out in... Uh... In his favor, but uh, yeah. thanks for... Maybe the next person will be luckier. He, I remember this guy very well. This is very fresh in, in my memory. So, uh, no, I thought you did a hell of a job, though. You, you got some good uh, information, and uh, it, it just it wasn't enough. Uh, so I'm 0-1 in the big guy's courtroom. He's already listening to the podcast. He's going to keep listening. <laughs> He's a good sport. Thank just, you for being a good sport. Just like Zack Ryder. Who uh, who wants us to stop both? Fine. We're happy you're happy now, Zach. You know it. Yeehaw, fucking Wait, great. What's, I don't know. Wait, what's the deal with Zach? What's going on with that? Well, he wrote to me today saying we were having a conversation about something. Uh, I think me and Tyson were talking about something with the podcast. And Zach didn't have anything, any idea what's going on. And we're, I said, listen to it. And he goes, no, because you bully me. And um, Because I, I bully but, back the bully? He bullies me, and then we You're bully him. You're my best him. friend, so I bully him because he bullies my best friend. <laughs> That's the way it works. That's what happened with all this, by the way. And then he sends you nice things, and then he, he continues on. But at least, you know, I told him I'm happy he's happy. So. I'm happy he's happy, too. I just can't handle negative shit. So, like, I just don't want to hear it. If you're a friend, be a friend. Don't send negative shit, you know? But, uh, yeah. No, that was uh, Mark Cote seems like a nice guy. And... um you know, I wish he, you know, seems like he has a family and a somewhat normal life. Um, I can't imagine having a wife and kids and going on Twitter and writing bullshit comments on other people's well, timeline. But let's I'm just not- say we, we, we started off Big Guy Corp pretty normal. I picked a, a relatively normal, functional dude. And next week we'll have a, actually a female on. Um, Jesus. But, 
But the weeks after that, we're going to go downhill really quickly. <laughs> so, Oh, I feel like, yeah, yeah. No, this might have been the, the highest as we're going to get as far as uh, human being level-wise, brain cell-wise. So, um, yeah, no, but it's, uh, I thought you did a hell of a job. And, you know, with that, I, I mean, I'm happy with everything we got in this week. Is there anything else you'd like to end with on the, this episode, Pat? No, just uh, please, guys, you're in New York, New York, New Jersey area. Come out to Starland Ballroom for April 29th. Really important show of mine. They're good to me. I run four shows a year there. Uh, uh, WrestlePearlOnline.com or StarlandBallroom.com. Please do so. But you can follow me on all social media platforms at Buck Never Stops. And, guys, please subscribe and review this podcast and share. Uh, let's break 100,000 listens per week. And I am at Ryback22 on Twitter. The big guy Ryback22 on Instagram and Ryback247 on Snapchat. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Thank you. The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th.